0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle (laughs) Interference. I'm your host, Bob.
1: I'm your other host, Alex. Great intro as always.
2: (laughs) You piece of
1: shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Joining us today, special guest, Erica Santa. Santa and
1: his sleigh. Oh, Erica.
3: (laughs) Oh, I thought we were going Izzy again. Hello. (laughs) Happy New Year. Not yet almost
1: depending on the time zone when you listen to
3: this it'll be the new year a
1: special new year's eve edition of subtle (laughs)
0: interference (laughs) Uh, tonight on subtle interference we're going to discuss the best episodes of the challenge
3: in this decade (laughs) (laughs) you hear that sound (laughs) that was dong turning the podcast (laughs) off (laughs) Way to alienate our fan, Bob.
1: I believe he likes to be referred to as the loyal listener. The
3: loyal listener? Is that the... Okay. Okay. The loyal... Don't alienate the loyal listener. (laughs) I'll get him a t-shirt, Ned.
0: There we go. He did say if we got merch, he'd buy. Really? Yes.
3: Okay. (laughs) Get to work. (laughs) I'll put that on the creative goals for... 2020. TPK. Oh, yeah, that is the initials for <laughs> you say that, and I'm like, <laughs> what Total Party about? Kill, what are you talking about? <laughs> about if you'd like to discuss some D&D, we can discuss some D&D. No. Monster. No, that's, okay. that's
1: actually a banned topic on the podcast. You see, before the podcast started, we made a list of things we can never discuss. I
3: actually have a... I don't know why, but I have a D20 in my pocket.
1: And D&D is on that list, and I'll let you know what else is on it if said topics come up. Gotcha. (laughs) Hey, you know what we should talk about? Remember, Bob, when I told you that one day in the very near future, that one terabyte data cap that you had always said was no concern that you would never hit, that you would hit
0: it one day? And we, you would then
1: have, be in the future.
0: I have not hit that data cap yet.
3: I was told yesterday to be careful about what I watched the next couple days, though.
1: And here we are. You're in
0: the future, Bob. I blame Disney+. Plus.
3: Here we are in the future.
0: <laughs> and all the 4K I content. think it's
3: specifically The Mandalorian and uh, uh, The Force Awakens' fault.
1: <laughs> it's her... It turns out when you stream 4K video 5 billion hours a month, you use a lot of data. Weird.
3: I mean, how big was that that chunk that that was? I don't know if you saw the specifics on the data usage. But no,
0: I haven't dug into it. But I don't
3: know how much of YouTube that we watch is 4K. I know Babish is, but yeah. I, I think he is.
0: Well, it's annoying because it, it, it won't necessarily tell you if it's 4K, Um so you, it's re- and unless you're checking your data usage daily, you really don't know where you stand because it'll send a, it'll send you a, uh, a note to your browser as you're going, um, if you get close. But you know, it, it's not like you get regular messages saying, "Hey, you know, you because what would be nice would be like if you got a message if you were if you were. On pace to break the the limit, even if that was started at day one, if like. But they would never do that. They want you to go over. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Alex, the vast majority of their users are never going to use one terabyte. Right, right.
1: What was what's funny is you know is you use so much data this month, and that's exclusively from streaming video. Like yeah, you didn't download any games. Nope. You didn't download any large files nope. of any sort. Yep. You've even pulled back on the porn. Congratulations on that, by the way. I know that was difficult. <laughs> so it's all just streaming non hardcore video. Very impressive. <laughs>
0: all oh, we've been doing we've literally just been sitting in the house
1: watching porn 24 7
0: just all of the porn
1: <laughs> PornHub started streaming at 8k <laughs> and you don't actually want to watch it in 8k but since 8k is available here we are <laughs> oh it's crazy it's crazy how fast you can run through it and like i said like i told you if if you would have even been like, I've decided this month I want to play Destiny, yep. you'd been over. You would have been over.
0: Yep, that would have been it. Yep. Um. No, I think as of today I had seventy-five gigabyte left. Um. So you're fine. I mean, it yeah. No, it, like it, four hours. It so. really, you know, it, 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 We we got. We were close enough to the end of the month that it really didn't matter, but. Um. Yeah, it's just annoying because we will have to watch it, but...
1: You know, our loyal listener and his family use, like, four ge- four terabytes every month.
0: That's insane. It's actually crazy. That is so much data. I
1: think what happens is his kids go to bed, and they stream YouTube, like, to fall asleep, which...
0: And then it, they just they leave it on. They just leave it on. It just runs all
1: night. Yeah, it just runs and runs and runs all night.
0: Well, one of the interesting things is I found... Um, you know, in, in the router settings of like the bandwidth limiting, um, device by de- like, you, I can do device by device bandwidth limiting. Um, and it, I don't, I don't think there is a way that you could do, um, you can do it by hour, but like I, it would be like a ne- a nice parental control. Like, if you could, through the router, um, say, you know, between the hours of, let's say, nine o'clock and seven in the morning, you know, they couldn't get more than enough data to, like, receive, you know, like, an alert or, you know, a message or, like, communicate with their location, something like that. Like, they wouldn't have enough bandwidth to really watch video
1: yeah the only thing i do on my router is i turn on quality of service and the nice thing about that is, is you know you might lose like ten, five to 10 percent of your maximum bandwidth mm-hmm. but one how often are you using your maximum bandwidth right and two it's great because then you don't have to worry about what else might be running on different computers unless the usage is really crazy mm-hmm. like you know if i'm an Xbox, and I decide on a computer I want to watch Netflix at the same time, or I want to download something on BitTorrent. A completely legal thing, I might
0: add. Right. Right. Well,
3: it's a hypothetical you're, situation. You're, you're
0: sharing about. scientific research with your peers.
1: Exactly. Right. Just one computer of many doing God's work. Anyway, if I were doing that. I do that, research. Yeah. If I were doing that. Because of quality of service, then you don't have to worry about it, and your router just keeps running fine, mm-hmm. which is great.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, you can actually turn on um, on your router. You could turn on data usage monitoring, and it would tell you then, like, what each device is using and what generally what is being used on the device, whether it's Xbox is using bandwidth or you using YouTube on your Xbox or something mm-hmm. like that. Like you could, you can monitor all that stuff, but you know, you're, you're probably fine. I mean, it's not that big of a deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, what you'd be concerned about is if like you were, you were using a lot of bandwidth and you didn't know where it was. I mean, we know where it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 It's, yeah. No. Yeah. It,
1: I, I've turned it on in the past because I was like, Wow where is all this data usage coming from? Like, is someone on my Wi-Fi or something, you know? Yeah. And I've turned it down for that, and it's like, no, you just downloaded, like, 500 gigabytes of games this month. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Erica, you've been keeping up on the old professional wrestling at all?
3: You know, with uh, her being home the last couple weeks and being completely sleep-deprived, if I sit, like, on the couch in front of anything for longer than, like, 45 minutes and people aren't around, Mm -hmm. I'm probably falling asleep. Sweet. So, no, I'm way, 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 way behind on everything.
1: I, I'm generally behind and don't really care that much. But I did see that last night, you know, they've been doing this Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Lana, love triangle. Not a love triangle. Lana cheated on the, Rusev. The cucking
3: of Rusev. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The cuckening. Because that's the content that I want to watch.
1: <laughs> sure, on your professional wrestling. Oh, definitely. So now, they did this whole wedding and it, like... Went off, and it was, you know, gets to the part of is anyone, you know, um, uh, does anyone dispute this or whatever? I know
3: what you're talking about,
1: <laughs> whatever,
3: yeah, whatever. We know what you're talking about. The point know, is, Lizzie. it was terrible.
1: The point is, for some reason, Liv Morgan rolls out out of nowhere, and it isn't that she's been, they, they directly inferred that it isn't that she was banging lashley it's that Liv morgan has been banging lana
3: because Liv morgan is gone
1: no, no no that's sonia you're thinking of that's oh, gay okay sonia deville
3: that's what okay yeah i haven't watched in a while i'm
1: so they rolled it. out Liv morgan out of nowhere and now apparently they're going to do some sort of lesbian ex-lovers oh because line. i
3: definitely trust wwe with that yeah
1: that's going to go really well i think
3: God. Do we want to talk? Oh, no. We said we were going to talk about Star Wars later. so Yeah, I'll
1: leave that for last. Yeah. A deft hand, I'm sure they'll handle it with. Oh, how about a light touch?
3: Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> I totally trust their writers and Vince McMahon himself to really carefully thread that needle in a very tasteful and respectful manner.
1: I do like the idea that Lana's been cucking like every man she's ever been with. Though. Hey, girls got to get it, man. Yeah, I can get I down mean, with that. Whatever. It's, you know. I can't argue with it.
3: Yeah, go for it.
1: Um, <laughs> do you I think, do, babe? I do have to say, so I'm a little bit behind on AEW, but there's been one issue with AEW, and that's that they have not been making their actual top stars appear like the top stars, and. At first, it was whatever, but now it's actually a problem.
3: We've spoken about this I don't know if we've done it on the podcast, but just in person, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. And I understand why they were doing it, because they don't want to be... They're in charge of the company. They don't want to seem like... They're using
1: st- their stroke to hold other people steam down. Steamrolling
3: everybody, because you know that everyone that watches would bitch about that immediately. With... And there's some validity to that concern. Um, but, as you brought up the whole point people are watching for for you guys right
1: it's like it's like when nxt was red hot right at the beginning when it started on the network and i was tuning in on a weekly basis to see sasha banks and bailey and Sami Zayn and neville like these are the people you wanted to see and if they weren't on one week you were like oh man i really hope they're on next week and they generally were usually yeah um it was only a one hour show of course And you wanted to see the stars be the stars. You know, it would be like New Japan. It would be like, I don't know. Well, we'll get to it. But the point is, anyway, is that, you know, if, if you've been watching the indies or you've been watching Keeping Up with Ring of Honor or New Japan or whatever, you know how great Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody and these guys are. Those are like the four that stick out. You know, you have like Hangman Page is on the periphery as well.
3: Though I think they've been working hard to make him in AEW, at least well, from what I saw, at the he's beginning. been
1: losing a lot too. But the problem is, if you have been following all that stuff, you know that these people are great and you know that they are stars. But if you're just Joe Schmo flipping through, oh TNT's on, I'm going to watch some AEW or whatever, you're tuning into AEW because you've heard it's going to be so great and everything, and all these guys ever do is lose. Yeah. And you hear that the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world. Every time they wrestle, they lose. Uh, They wrestled SCU for the tag team titles like a week and a half ago or something. They just like lost clean in the middle. Mm. And I like SCU, but to me, SCU is like an opening show act, not a main event act. Right. And they shouldn't be beating main eventers that often. Like, obviously, to give them credibility, they need to win. Oh, you got to win
3: every now and again. Right.
1: Um but they shouldn't be winning all the time and all these guys you know have just been losing and so they did that match that tag team championship match and then afterwards the dark order which is essentially a group of losers based around the idea that if you lose a lot we're going to recruit you so it's a group of jobbers who you know prey on losers who are down on their luck and everything Mm -hmm. and they come out and they beat up Cody and Dustin and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and, uh, you know, Michael Nakazawa and everybody, you know, everybody gets beat up by these jobbers. And it's like, would, you know, would Roman Reigns ever get beat up by 15 geeks?
3: I mean, we've had this discussion and I I think that that actually has happened. But then like the next night or whatever, he would immediately get the, the beating back like John Cena's been look he got beaten down by the Nexus before but then ultimately but, the, but they weren't but,
1: but they weren't being portrayed as geeks I'm talking about like lower than that I'm talking right. about would Roman Reigns get beat up by 15 geek security guards no way
3: yeah
1: I'm talking about the lowest of the well low, and like I understand below the, jobber they're level. probably
3: trying to like make the Dark Order is what I'm assuming they're trying to do I know in your eyes that there's no making the Dark Order is, is that correct?
1: I mean, it's possible, it's possible, but to me, they should be a mid-card act. I just, like, their viewership is down week after week after week, and I think the reason is, is that they essentially have no stars other than Jericho. Right. Like, who's a star other than Jericho?
3: Mm.
1: Based on how they've been presented on AEW TV.
3: Right. Well, and you're very valid in saying that if you were just tuning into AEW and you didn't watch New Japan or anything like yeah, that, yeah, because
1: Kenny Omega in New Japan,
3: oh, was, uh, g- is God. a huge star, right? Exactly. But and now in AEW, it's just kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? And Why again, is and talking and about him
1: again in now? in New Japan, fifteen mega geeks wouldn't come out and beat up, you know, Okada and or Naito or Tanahashi. It just wouldn't happen.
3: I'm excited for Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be good and. The one thing I don't like is I feel they've killed any possible suspense around this Jericho-Tanahashi match because Tanahashi's been saying, you know, if I win, I'm going to tell them I want an AEW title shot. And Jericho's been like, if he wins, I'm giving him a title shot. And that to me is like, well, Tanahashi's losing, (laughs)
2: unfortunately.
1: (laughs) We'll
3: see. We'll see. I don't know.
1: I just don't... It doesn't feel like there's a deal between those companies, and it seems like there is a lot of unhappiness, especially from the AEW side of how they were treated, because they did a... On their Being the Elite channel, they do this other show that's like um, room service with a wrestler or whatever, and they did one with Kenny Omega, so it's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks just chatting. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talked about is they tried to be as professional as possible when AEW was starting up. And they gave like w- advanced notice that they were leaving when their contracts were up, you know, mm-hmm. like well advanced notice. And they just felt like they were treated so bad. Like they were just, they all lost, which was fine. I don't think they had any issue with losing. But they now, all lost. if you're going to go out, you're out. usually
3: going out on your back, right? Yeah.
1: I mean? And then they didn't, they were taken off that New Year's Dash show that they were hoping to be on. And it's like the exact opposite of how AJ and Anderson and Gallows were treated where, and the difference was they walked in like the day of Wrestle Kingdom, I think they said, and said like, Hey, by the way, we're leaving, we're quitting. And they weren't treated anywhere near as poorly as the young bucks and Kenny Omega were.
3: Maybe there, maybe there won't be, I mean, who knows? You never know. Never say never. We never thought. CM Punk was going to have anything to do with WWE again but here we are um, so who knows we'll see
1: yeah I,
0: I do think you know part of it you know when they said they're leaving they, uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega they're leaving to go start another company that's definitely part of it you know versus when AJ left he was leaving to go to WWE a pre-established company so, you know, you're you're talking about moving between an existing dynamic versus creating another dynamic, which is going to be, you know, a, a bigger... I think AEW will have more of an impact on... New Japan business. New Japan than WWE. You know, AJ going to WWE. Well, world.
1: I think you're totally right about that. And that's definitely one of the issues is I feel like AE... I feel like New Japan felt... AEW is encroaching on our space. We were trying to make inroads into the US to be that number 2 US promotion and now you've come in and kind of taken that spot. Yeah. And to me now more than ever though, New Japan really should want to work with AEW because they're losing that spot on Access because the company that owns TNA, I forget what they're called,
3: I couldn't tell you They it came
1: now. in and bought Access. And oh. so TNA is going to be on access now.
3: So they're getting rid of.
1: And New Japan. They everyone who got the New Japan stuff going on access. They all got fired.
3: That sucks.
1: So New Japan's done on access. There's no more shows. They're not showing Wrestle Kingdom. They're out.
3: Oh that really sucks.
1: Um, Yeah they're they're done. So now they need a new partner. And you know they're probably just going to go find some other BS television channel. Which you know look that realistically there's plenty nobody watches access right mm-hmm. so you could find another channel that nobody watches to make a deal with mm-hmm. but i still just it's so crazy that from a business perspective you don't want to be you don't want to have your top stars on an american tv show on a major cable network like it's just it's like I know, like New Japan and, and uh, AEW, they're not getting along, but business is business, and well, that's why I think don't you want to make some fucking money?
3: Time heals all wounds. Give it time, and I, I think eventually they'll come to an accord. Yeah. Or I'd be surprised if they don't.
1: I, I do think it's going to happen eventually. I just hope it doesn't happen when it's too late. Yeah, like where AEW is down in the dumps or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right, because I don't want to see them go away. I think you need that as the the alternative.
1: Well, do you AEW? want to talk about
3: AEW?
0: Yeah,
1: and do everything.
0: But well, I mean, more 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 high level promotions, the better, right? You're gonna you'll have that competition,
3: competition. is always a good thing.
0: And well,
1: um, and if you get you know obviously again you're gonna have to work to promote these guys to an American audience to a degree, but if you get Okada. Or Naito, or you know Ibushi, on a Wednesday night show in prime time on cable. Now NXT is a real problem.
3: Well, and you let, get them on and let them do their thing. Right. Just start showing, let let people have good wrestling matches. I haven't watched NXT since it's been on USA. I NXT's
1: just, been very good as well. Okay,
3: but yeah, you let those guys on and let then, them do their thing.
1: Well, the. Yeah, Rhea Ripley just won the um, women's title from Shayna Baszler. Really? Yeah. Nice. And uh,
3: Shayna had that for a long ever, time, right? very
1: long time, like years. Um, but you know, it's another one. Unfortunately, like Rhea Ripley, she's a star. You know, like it's very obvious she's a star. But if you're Triple H, you can never let her out of from under your control. Because the moment Vince gets, her ha- gets his hands on her, <laughs> you could just forget about it.
0: Are you trying to imply that Vince ruins people?
1: No. Oh.
3: I think you're just outright saying it, right? Never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would never say that. Uh, well, do you want to talk about The Mandalorian? Sure.
0: Let's talk about The Mandalorian. Give me your Give me your thoughts, Bob. Um, I I I think it just a uh, the quick summary and s- quick side note. If the audio is weird on this this time, loyal listener, I apologize. I I don't know. I feel like I'm getting some weirdness, but uh, is it the baby? No it it just feels like it feels like like there's a ghost messing with the game Oh, like cool. in the background, and I'm like I feel like I'm all like. You're all over the road. I'm all over the road, but I'm just sitting right here in front of the microphone, so I don't understand. Um and screaming, babe. Um, so the Mandalorian, uh the way in Erica, you and I talked about this, mm-hmm. I feel like the Mandalorian scratches a lot of the itch that um you know Firefly did for me. But it doesn't have those Whedonisms, and that is to its benefit. I was
3: gonna say, I thought you because yeah, you you mentioned that as a good thing.
0: Yeah, because I mean, Whedon, I think he had his time, um, but eventually, like all yeah, I the clever the cleverness and
3: it gets to be a bit like okay, yeah, right? We it got was it. like eh. we, we got it. You're clever, right? Okay. This is
0: a little. This is more straightforward. Um, and it felt particularly in the last episode, I thought, you know, it felt star Warsy. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like to, to me, one of the problems with rogue one is it didn't feel like star Wars to me. This felt like star Wars.
1: When's the last time you watched rogue one? I, I we got to go back and watch rogue one. Honest to God.
0: But why? Why?
3: I, I think really, we have to I, go back and rewatch Rogue One, and we do need to go back and rewatch The Last Jedi because we watched them only once, and I think we need to rewatch them again.
0: I'm I, a white male; I never have to revise my opinions. I, I will <laughs> say, the
2: look, the look,
1: <laughs> that Bob is getting from Erica right now. The look of pure disgust. It fills my soul with joy.
0: Listen, I, I here, I am willing to, I'm willing to go back and watch Rogue One, but here's what I will say. Is I cannot think, like, I am notorious for coming out of a movie that was bad and being like, no, I had fun. See Jurassic World.
3: Okay. the con- Yeah. After that, he's like, oh, I thought that was pretty good. I'm like, no, what I are didn't you say f- good. I said, I said fun.
0: I said fun. But. You know, the, the more terrible. the more I sat and thought on it, and I watched it again. I was like, "Oh wait, no, I hate
3: this." I mean, I also can't talk. I did see the original Transformers movie but, three times in the theaters. So. I have
0: never gone the other way. If I if I thought a movie was bad the first so you're time, stubborn. yes, but like so for ex- another example, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, the first time I saw it, it was on a plane, and I really didn't like it. But oh, I
3: didn't realize that that was a rewatch for you when we yeah. watched
0: that. But I said, you know what? Let me let me watch it again. My
3: shouting at the screen didn't uh
0: That was fucking hilarious. Color
3: your opinion at all?
1: Um What so what didn't you guys let's just stop there for a second. What didn't you guys like about that movie?
0: Because I thought it was good. Which one? Blade, Blade Runner 2049. It's slow as fuck. It is very slow. Alex, that last scene with Ryan Gosling on the stairs, that's like a 20 minute scene. I swear, you like... Okay, time, it's, like, it's like two minutes. Time comes to a stop right there.
3: Uh, and it's weird, because I do like the original Blade Runner, and that one is all... I mean, that's not a... I wouldn't call that a fast-paced movie. It's been a mess since I've seen 4K. it. I want that 4K. But um, I don't know what it was about it. It just didn't. It didn't do it for me. It's probably the best way that I could...
0: I was not prepared to discuss this, so therefore... We're moving. On. No. Um,
3: I. You know. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful absolutely.
0: movie. Yeah, it's very pretty.
1: I feel like if you just go back, like, okay, here's the thing about Rogue One. I would say maybe the first two-thirds of the movie are okay. They're not bad. It's not a bad setup. but It's, like, not like the, we'll get there, but the first, like, Thirty minutes or so of Rise of the Skywalker is was rough. We got a lot to talk. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, Alex, to talk about, to talk about. But um, the first two thirds of Rogue One, I would say, are okay. It's fine. The last third is really good.
0: Here's the problem: I, the real problem that I have with Rogue One is that I had no emotional connection to the characters at all, and that's a pretty that's a really big problem for me in general. I liked the droid. The droid, Kate, or what, I can't even remember. His I name, like the main character. Alan Tudyk is great.
1: Jin what was it Jin Urso or whatever. Sure. Who Felicia Jones? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
3: Or er, the last name was Urso. Yeah. And Mads Mickelson is in it. I appreciated that. I thought he was criminally Rogue, underused. But I, honestly,
1: Rogue One is good. <laughs> like you, you're gonna just, rewatch but, it and you're gonna realize I'm right.
3: And he's never gonna tell you. He's never gonna <laughs> admit it. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: all I'm. The, I fully expect him not to admit it. Let's be clear. There's no it, chance. Listen,
0: like. The
1: the leads in that are all charisma holes. When you come off of, seriously, after watching, like, The Last Jedi and watching uh, uh, Solo, you're going to be like, holy shit, Rogue One is a fucking work of art. <laughs> Give me your general thoughts on the season of The Mandalorian.
3: Um, I mean, it, I don't... I enjoyed it. I don't think it was anything...
1: It was good. It was good. It wasn't great.
3: No, I wasn't mad I watched it. Um, I don't know that it's enough to have me keep a Disney Plus account.
1: No, not permanently.
3: No. We said we'd probably just use another email when the second season comes out and watch it that way. Um, I liked that it was like smaller stories. Mm -hmm. And like going forward, that's kind of how I want the Star Wars universe to kind of be explored.
1: The music is very good yes, yes. that yes. was arguably the best thing on the whole show
0: i i also really really like the credits artwork yes that's great too i
3: think it's all the um concept art would be my guess and they were like well, we have it let's use it you know that's pretty cool
1: i thought um obviously pedro pascal was very good on the show oh, yeah. um it's you know as you always hear people talk about it, it's very hard to act
0: when people can't see your face.
3: Yes, it is.
0: the Do you know what the best example of that is in my mind?
3: V for Vendetta always comes up to me. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I w- the the job Hugo Weaving does in that movie is the, I think is the best part of that movie. Like he's got a mask on the whole time. And he he kills it.
3: Well, it's Hugo Weaving though, Hugo Weaving is fucking great. Is he gonna be in that new Matrix? You gotta bring him back, right? You would think so. How do you not have him in there?
0: Uh, you could do you could do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, Pedro Pascal does a great job of acting through the mask, and and you know and.
1: Gina Carano is surprisingly good because she's always pretty much been okay on stuff. And so I don't know if she's just improved or took some lessons or or just a character that was well suited to her skill set. You know,
0: if if I were any any, uh, former athlete trying to move into the acting space, um, my first call would be to The Rock and to ask him, What did you do, and how do I follow it? Okay, here's my secret, Gina. I have boatloads
1: of charisma.
3: I was just going to say, cultivate my natural charisma.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, there's that. But, you know, he talks, I've seen interviews with him. He talks about, like, when he moved into acting, he put in a lot of work. You know, and
3: you look at his, his
0: early roles, like, the Scorpion King.
3: Well, he's barely in the original. Okay, but
1: w- it King. was yeah, was the Scorpion King? Was he bad in that movie, or was that movie just shit?
3: Well, the movie was shit. But I'm not.
0: I'm not necessarily dogging on him. I'm just saying.
3: Be- oh, are you talking about the uh, like him as the CG monstrosity in the Mummy Two? No, no. or the actual Here, Scorpion King here's movie.
0: Here's my my point is my because <laughs> there was a Scorpion King, yeah, King movie. There was there before was before he became King. evil. Yes, <laughs> he. You know the, these roles; they were they were much simpler roles. It took him a while to get the experience and whatever training he went through to build up to being a leading role. Um, go through, you know, talk to him, get that experience. But because I think you know a lot of these, um, when you have athletes like this, um. You know, wrestlers have a natural advantage because they they are actors. They just do it in a different way. Um,
1: They're like soap opera stars level
0: actors. Um, But get get, get that experience. But I'm sure they brought, you know, she was in Deadpool and they're like, oh, it's a mean mug. She's a badass woman.
3: Well, I don't think she has a line in Deadpool, does she? No, I
0: don't think so.
1: She definitely said something, but I mean I can't it's been a while since I've seen that. I even watched the original one. Also, I mean what I like, always what I always remember seeing her in was that um Haywire movie. I was movie. just gonna say it's Haywire, right? Yeah, with the Soderberg movie and they went back after that movie finished filming and they edited her voice or something to make her sound more serious. Oh. So I don't think they got the delivery they were looking for and I don't think they I think it was like one of those where they realized we're not gonna get it on set. So we'll just alter the pitch of her voice later, Mm -hmm. Um, and she did a great job in that movie with all the physical stuff. But they didn't get the acting they were looking for, Uh so they've just fixed it. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But in this, you know, I don't know if they did anything, but she was she was good in this. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope I hope we see more of her. Yeah. Um. Carl Weathers was great.
3: He. I didn't realize he was in it, so when he showed up, I was like. (laughs) It's Carl Weathers. Hey,
0: maybe Carl Weathers gave her acting lessons. Maybe.
3: <laughs> I don't know that Alex has seen Arrested Development and truly gets that joke.
1: Uh no. Uh, uh and you know, I don't want to butcher the director's name, but who plays the droid?
3: Tycho Atiti.
1: Yes, I was. I would have absolutely butchered that. So thank you.
3: Anytime he shits like oh that's delightful
1: yeah the two episodes or two or three episodes where he was the droid i thought he was great
0: um and i really appreciated what they did with the ig unit in general like um i did i felt like in the first episode you see him like i felt like he should have been a little more aggressive maybe a a little hit more like it seemed like he wasn't quite as uh, great as it could have been, but on the final, oh yeah, it was great. It, it, I mean, he was great. It was awesome. You know, he sh- he flies in. He's shooting everything. He's hitting everything. It's perfect. Um, and that was like, yes, this is like what I'm picturing from the badass assassin robot.
3: I did think Bill Burr was like very distracting in that one episode he was in, because I was just that, like, why is Bill Burr in this
1: episode? Was great, but. The actors they used in it were very, eh, you know? But I love that shot where it's Bill Burr and you see Mando's coming up behind him. And oh, and a, it's the, the strobing. The horror movie with yeah. the strobing, yeah. <laughs> that was that was fucking awesome.
3: It's beautifully shot. It's, it's a <laughs> gorgeous show. Um, I appreciated Clancy Brown was in that episode, too, was the devil dude. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like, we were watching it and I'm, like, listening to voices and looking at people and I'm, like, so-and-so what's going on here i'm
1: hoping that ming na's character isn't dead i hope so i
3: thought she was going to be in it a lot more they
1: like showed something where at the end of that episode someone like steps up and is next to her corpse
3: whatever you don't know if it's
1: her she's dead or not
3: hopefully not because i enjoy her um
1: she's a great actress and i would like to see her maybe get a little bit more of a role as a villain uh, yeah, something
3: a little more substantial later on. Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito, great to see him <laughs>
1: with the dark saber. Um, but you know, yeah, I I think it was good. I feel like a lot of what I've been reading is, people. A lot of people think it's great. I think maybe that's just because expectations are so down for the Star Wars stuff. I would agree with you. Yes. Um, but it, it's it's good, and I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to more.
3: Yeah, I wasn't angry that we watched it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. And it was tight. It was only eight episodes. Well, that's the thing. Things don't have to go on forever. And you should have, like, an idea of the plot that you would like to tell. Yeah. From the beginning of the thing you're going to start.
0: Well, and that's that's one of the great things about, you know, when, like, Netflix dumps a whole s- season on one day, because you know, studio or, uh, television studios are notorious for uh, correcting shows halfway through the season if they're not going well um, in their eyes. Yeah. And it's like when, when you drop the whole thing at once, that's the show. Yeah. And you got to live with the consequences of that. If it's bad, it's bad. And that's just what it is. Well, and I just go well, back and, and
3: I think I look at shows like one that pops to mind, I've been thinking about a lot lately. Do you remember Sleepy Hollow? I Fox. never watched it. It wasn't necessarily good, but that first season was like good enough that it was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I could get into this. And then clearly in season two, the studio came in and was like, yeah, we're going to like quote-unquote fix stuff and ended up like ruining all of the charm that the show had and then I think it was canceled. Well, and to your
1: point, if you're doing a 24-episode run of something on network TV... The show probably isn't in the can when they start airing it.
3: It's not. They have, like, the no. first half done, and then they go on, like, a hiatus so the sh- they can. Right. Finish the studio can get in there and be like, so, we need you to do this. when yes. you're,
1: But when you're doing eight episodes, chances are you've filmed the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, 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 it lets you make sure you got the vision for the series. Because as we'll get to when we talk about... Rise of the Skywalker, by the way,
1: um, That's the shittiest name for a movie.
0: Yes, it wasn't great. Um,
3: Spoilers, folks. Spoilers.
0: When we get to, we're, we're going to talk a lot about um, we have, having we, yeah, a we, continuity, we, <laughs> and we'll get to it. And if if you know when you have a short arc or short number of episodes, like you can have, you can define that continuity easier Plenty. and stick to it.
3: It's good that you need a basic outline.
0: Yeah. It's like you know. It's not you 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 know like when you go in and you get your blue book in college. You want to sit there and write a quick outline, what your points are, and then you just fill it in, instead of you know just starting to write. And
3: (laughs) I will find that the like I have I've the only stories I have finished ever been fan fiction, which is the saddest thing I've ever said. But when I do write the most I've ever completed is stuff that I have an outline for. Yeah. So you know what you're writing to, you have an idea of where you're going, and you're not just throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks.
1: So let me ask you guys a question. So going forward for The Mandalorian Mm -hmm. and for this season, do you feel like you got a good balance of the main storyline versus your Freak of the Week type episodes where you know he goes and captures someone like your, um, the episode with Ming-Na. That mm-hmm. wasn't, I mean, you could delete that episode and it doesn't have any impact on the overall story.
3: I was fine with that because to me, it wasn't necessarily about him and, and the child. Like, yeah, that was kind of the the through thread and it was cool to be like, yeah, there's going to be shit as, as a consequence of, of your actions in that first episode, but... I more liked that it was sort of like, yeah, it's, they're just out in the universe and they're, he's still doing his thing and, you know, when the consequences pop up, he deals with it, but, so yeah, I thought it was a good balance.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I like Monster of the Week episodes um, and, you know, of course, (laughs) you know, the the greatest example of that being the X-Files. Um,
3: well the x-files also collapsed under its own uh myth right. arc bullshit yes. in the later seasons yes. so
0: well
1: that's where you need a balance because you do want the main story to progress as well
0: you know there are certain series where like you would go a long time without any progressing of the main storyline steven universe um
3: i disagree i think there's enough progression it's the problem with Steven Universe, the weird way they release, is the way they released it. Yeah. You'd get like five episodes, and it'd be like, okay, yeah, it'll be like a year, and then maybe we'll release some more. And it's yeah, like, it was
0: very strange.
3: If you watch it, like I had it flipped on the other day when we were just like tooling around the house, the pacing is actually really, really good. But when you have a weird airing schedule like that, yeah. it fucks it all up.
0: I, I think if you if you ever go more than two episodes with Monster of the Week, like you are just gonna. you you can't uh, you need the
3: we need some lore drops you need some like kickbacks to that overarching storyline yeah like taking steven universe as an example it wasn't always directly involved but even in some of those like off missions it was always the one that comes to mind is like early in that first season where they go to that temple where you've got the um like the etchings on the wall that Uh show like the gem war and that shit where you're like oh oh there's something like there's it's a lot deeper than what they're showing right. you
0: well and it it also gives you a, you know a good sense of time passing and that you know this it's just not um just not the the main arc uh and that you, you know you're not the audience doesn't start asking well what were they doing as the time passed so um the good balance and I enjoyed the Monster of the Week episodes. Um, I did. I really dug the Jailbreak episode. I've heard some people did not like it. Really? Well, that's a great episode. Yeah.
3: It's nice and simple. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like so much about the show. I mean, you, knew,
1: everything. you knew they were going to turn on him or he would do something they didn't like, you know. Right. Because he wasn't willing to go as far as they were. So once that kind of dynamic was established, you knew something was going to happen. So you just kind of wait, like, okay,
3: because you've seen a television show, yeah. Before. Let's
1: get to the point where someone turns on the other guy.
3: Yeah,
0: I did enjoy the uh, the stormtrooper dig. That in was that funny. Episode.
1: I wasn't a stormtrooper dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me okay. So let me ask you a question: Do you think not that we of course we know what the actor looks like, but would you have had his helmet taken off so early in the show? I mean, we don't know how many seasons it's gonna go for or whatever.
3: I think it was okay that it was in the last episode. I that didn't bother me.
1: To me, I would have liked to have never seen his face until maybe the final shot of the show. Like, whenever I don't know how many seasons they're gonna do with this, you know. I'm sure now they're gonna try to stretch it out since so this is like the main thing on Disney Plus. Yeah. But Let's say they're doing five seasons, okay? Mm -hmm. To me, the final shot of the fifth season can be like he takes off his helmet and he's done, or he's taken off his helmet because he's dying, you know, whatever ends up happening. But I just felt like it was just too soon. I think it takes something away from the mysteriousness of the character.
3: I could see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I, I disagree um i thought i i thought it fit well in in the timeline what was i think the the thing i might have a a little bit of a problem with though is it was kind of very it was a little kludgy how they got there a little what Kludgy.
3: <laughs> kludgy? yeah would you care to explain well, you know, or con- define what Clougie so is. So they're,
0: they're, <laughs> they're, so they're sitting in there getting blasted by the imperial troops, and totally pinned down, and like they couldn't remove a grate. Right. Yeah, you know, and it just, it felt like it was it, it, that whole scene was a little. And then he has time to like fix them or whatever. He right. Does. It was
3: mm. it was Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that.
0: And plus, as we established in A New Hope, you can open a grate just by shooting
3: it with a blaster. Well Yeah, but nothing we've established anywhere matters. But so. if it's a
1: grate to get to the secret Mandalorian hideout, that grate might be reinforced.
3: <laughs> Shabams.
1: <laughs> by the way, the armor Awesome.
0: Yeah, the armor is cool. going <laughs> be
1: now they're stormtroopers of course, so we're talking about the jobbers of the Star Wars oh, yeah. universe. But when she was beating them up with the hammers and like the pieces of helmets are going flying. Oh, it's choice. It was great.
3: Well, I liked the the subtle like Spartan esque quality of her of her helmet. I, I dug the different designs. Oh yeah, her, her, her whole outfit's great.
1: Designs. She's got the like the fur around her neck. Yeah. No, she looks awesome. Um the costume like design character. in the show was awesome. To me, like obviously that's gonna be a recurring character.
3: I, I mean, would hope if, so. You know, of
1: course. She'll be back to beat the shit out of some more stormtroopers.
3: Yay. I was glad they didn't kill off uh Giancarlo. Cause like you bring him in It's like no, nah, that, that can be like your dude Yeah you, know? you
1: get a great actor Like that You gotta get at least A season out of him Yeah Oh mm-hmm.
3: well, cause on uh, Breaking Bad Gus hung around For th- like three seasons Didn't he Sounds about right Two three seasons yeah. Something like that He's just such a great character Yeah And the actor is like Fucking outstanding mm-hmm. Right You can't so, watch Breaking Bad though That's a little rough for you
0: So Alex I gotta ask you What did you think of Baby Yoda. I thought Baby Yoda
1: was fun and everything. I don't know why it's like the big thing everyone is hooked on to.
3: Because it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure it do, it does
1: draw. Okay, it do, I mean, obviously they're just like doing things by the seat of their pants or whatever. But, um, you know, how many of this race are there? And are they all supremely powerful within the force, you know? Because we've only seen two of this race ever. And obviously Yoda was extremely powerful. And this is like a baby in this race. And he or she, we don't know, is already supremely powerful. Just gets tired very fast. Right, right, right. So, well, that like, was... are they all just... Is it like if one of these gets born, we got to find it and snuff it out immediately because these right. fuckers are trouble?
3: That was one thing that did annoy me about the show because I thought it really didn't need to have all of like the little... like. We have salacious crumbs like species roasting on that spit. We've got the little eyeball coming out. like All the, like, the throwbacks your, to Star Wars. Your
0: face when the eyeball came out. I was very mad about that. It was amazing.
3: Because it was just like, why? And, and the more I watched the show, it was like, you guys don't need to do this stuff. Well, you genuinely don't. Just do your own thing.
1: I also think it's interesting that are you know, obviously during this time frame, there's this huge war going on, right? For the power control of the galaxy and everything and yet there are still places on the edges of the galaxy where people don't even know what the Force is. Right.
3: Yeah. It was cool to see the universe I- expanded in that way. And I like that it was like, yeah, sure, this is post-Return uh, of the Jedi. The Empire's been defeated, but it doesn't mean the Empire is gone. Right. And I, I dug that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: baby. Why
1: don't we talk about the frozen wilds?
3: The Horizon
1: Ah. Zero Dawn DLC for just a few minutes. Did you play it, Bob? He did. Yes. Oh, okay. He played it well before me. I just finished it. Oh, did you just finish it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I played it. I
3: will gracefully bow out because I did not play this. So I'm (laughs) going to go change a diaper. This will be quick. Enjoy.
0: Okay. (laughs) We're going to have to drag this on. Okay. Well, you know. I I can do it. I
1: can do that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,. I thought it was a fun DLC. It was a... I texted you. It was a little side mission-y. Yeah. Like, it was pretty much a shorter version of the same story from the main game. Yeah. You know, AI takes over benevolent AI system. You have to help get rid of, quote-unquote, evil AI. Although this one isn't so much evil. It's that it's just trying to accomplish its purpose. Yeah. Like, like Hades, you know... Uh, spoiler alert: <laughs> the Hades system in Horizon Zero Dawn. Its goal is to eradicate all life. Right, that's its goal. So I guess in this, it is in the same way. This system is just doing its goal, and I forget. Do you remember what system takes over Scion? Oh, uh, Hep- Hephaestus. Sure. I yeah, think I, that's I, I don't.
0: I don't remember the details of it. But yeah, I think that's it. I think it's Hephaestus. So.
1: This is the part of Gaia that was supposed to just be in charge of building the machines that would help um, take care of the Earth. Uh Uh-huh. And it just wants to build some freaking machines. But since humans are destroying its machines, now it needs some machines to protect the machines. Right. So So it starts building more and more aggressive killing-based machines. Right. To try to, not necessarily against humanity, but just like, hey, I just want to build some freaking machines. Would you guys lay off my freaking machines, man? (laughs) Like, I just want to make a cool deer. Stop trying to kill my deer. Okay, here's a fire bear of death.
0: Fuck that fire bear, man.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, you know what was so funny? Because I was just doing a New Game Plus playthrough- all yeah. right, So this wasn't a fresh playthrough, but I did the whole thing on a new game plus. So there was stuff I just forgot because I hadn't played in forever. Sure. And I was just so used to the pattern of freeze it with the fucking ice sling and then blow it up with the sticky bomb sling and just move on with your day. Because you yep. could do do this to like essentially every enemy in the game. Right. Well, what I had forgotten was that you can shoot three arrows at the same time. <laughs> and so... The first time I fought that fire bear, it took me seriously 15 minutes to beat that bitch. I mean, I'm just, I must have expended a hundred sticky bombs in this asshole. Like, he just wouldn't (laughs) die. And his attack patterns can be annoying. Yeah. So it's an aggressive fight. And I don't know, they don't tell you, you know, the shield weaver armor. Yeah. they don't tell you how much extra health that gives you as a buffer, mm-hmm. but there will be times where that stupid bear will hit you, and you'll lose all your shields and like three quarters of your health.
0: Yeah, so it's I think like, it's a full on hit on you. Yeah. So it's, it's like if
1: you don't use the shield armor, are these one shot kills?
0: Yeah, you know? pretty much. <laughs> no, that 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 was. I that was the thing about the the fire bearers. I, I didn't like that it was so it, not just that it was a difficult enemy, but that there wasn't like uh
1: there's no build up.
0: there's no build up and there's no clever way to to really tackle it. Um, like you said use the triple arrow and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that that made sense. but you know all, all the other enemies in the game. Um, even the, um, the T-Rex analog, like there's a way to kill it and a very effective way to kill it. Um, this one, it was, it's just a slog. Oh no, there's an effective way to kill it. If you
1: remember the mechanics of the game, which I did not.
0: (laughs) So it it was just, you know,
1: like, here's what I, here's what I do now. Okay. Let me give you the summary. I walk up to the fire bear of death. I put three frost arrows in the one bow shoot it at him that gets him about the way there shoot three more frost arrows at him freeze him put three arrows in the strong bow that does a lot of damage wham bam hit him in the shoulder where the um, blaze is and he just explodes and it deals like half his life right out of the gate and all of a sudden that fight that took you 15 minutes takes like two minutes <laughs> so it turns out when you play the mechanics of the game that are available to you, it becomes a lot easier.
0: Yeah, I know. The, like that, the the last hunting ground, um, that's in the frozen wilds. Uh, the one challenge I could, I just could not gold star it or three or whatever the the measurement was. I can't remember. Um, it was just like the turnaround time to beat it was so fast and I just could not do it. It annoyed the shit out of me because it was the one thing in that game I couldn't do.
1: Now, do you remember which one it is? Because there are two that are very similar. There's one where it's like you fight some weak enemies in the first area and then you run up to the next area and you fight some progressively harder enemies and you run to another area and you fight some more enemies. Yeah. And then there's one... And they're all kind of like BS enemies for the most part, I would say. It doesn't yeah. take that long. It's not that hard. Like I, like the first time I finished it with 15 seconds left, and that was also with the fact that the first wave of enemies I fought, like three of them just like stayed up on a cliff. Right. So I was like, hold on, where are these guys I'm supposed to be fighting? So I had to like
2: look <laughs> around for
1: like 30 seconds. So that one was easy. But then there's another one where it's like you face – Two bosses, then you move to the next area. Two bosses, move to the next area. Two bosses.
0: I think it was the two bosses, two bosses, two bosses one.
1: And I, I think that's the one that ends with two Frost Claws. Maybe. So maybe that's why you weren't able to do it because, again, they're like a similar issue as the Fire Claws except yeah, Frost. Right. Um, but by then I had figured out the triple arrows of doom. So I was just like, well, bam,
0: you're dead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. I I just re- I remember it was actually pretty difficult. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn in general is a pretty difficult game. So
3: you got that armor.
0: Well, I I mean, I don't think it's that hard, but you, you know. even said back way back when it came out. You're like, "Yeah, it's a hard game." It's not the it's I mean, I I, I do do realize we live in the the world of souls where everything gets compared to that um but it, it is a challenging game you do you can't i don't it's not a game that you can just kind of uh, like stumble your way through you do have to pay attention and you do go out, you do got to work at getting better at the game now fortunately it's not a online multiplayer game where you have to spend six months getting good at it you can get good at it relatively quickly but
1: I I don't think it's that hard, but, you know, I get it. I get it. Uh, The other one that's interesting is right by that trial, there's another side mission that pops up, which is like a special trial. If you did another, if you did one side mission, I think then another new person shows up to do another thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know if you remember this one, but it's like this girl you're helping, her name was like Atuka or something. She sits there with the frost sling. And she, um. She uh, freezes stuff for you, so you could take, so it takes more damage, and then you get like the base level weakest bow in the game, and have to defeat these enemies with a certain amount of ammo. Like you don't get, you get like five fire shots, and you get like maybe fifty shots of the other two arrow types. Like, you get like very little ammo, and you have to defeat like, um about 10 enemies with this person's help. And that one was char- challenging just because it's like, okay, I got to, you know, use the right arrows on the right enemy right. and conserve my ammo. I don't know if you did that one. That one
0: doesn't sound familiar. Um, so
1: you may have missed her side mission. May- she Maybe she doesn't show up if you don't do her first side mission.
0: Well, yeah, I'd have to look because I know – Everything that was available to me, I did. Um mm. with the exception of that one hunting ground one at the end which I couldn't fucking f- figure out. Um so I, I don't know if 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 I didn't do it it's because it didn't pop up on my screen. At that some is point.
1: that is one of my annoyances about Horizon is I don't think they do a great job of, you know, the games like World of Warcraft would call them like breadcrumb quests where you would complete all the quests in one area and they'd be like hey you should go check out this area yeah. and you do all the quests there and they'd be like hey you should go over here mm-hmm. and that would be kind of how they would lead you to all the different quest lines sure um and horizon doesn't really do that
0: no so you really got to explore the map you or- have
1: to like yeah you have to like go around and look around and look for stuff and so there might have been missions that i've missed but i think i did get credit for getting all the side missions like the achievement or whatever
0: I know I got every trophy except, um, except for the, um, the new game plus on hardest difficulty. Yeah, that's
1: that's probably a nightmare. Fuck that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, at least you would start at level sixty.
1: <laughs> well, and now I actually properly know how to play the game,
0: <laughs> so that would help. Um, you know, I I do hope um, we hear. You know, in the next year, um, about Horizon Zero Dawn two.
3: I would imagine you'll probably be hearing about you. That
1: you would think at E three, it's gonna be all guns blazing for both companies. So, if it's anywhere near being done, or it's like two, let's say, let's say Horizon Zero Dawn two is two years from completion. Yes, hear you'll hear sure. about it at E three.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really would like you know that game just really grabbed me i really enjoyed it
3: that was the last game that you were like up till six in the morning playing yeah that's like, a great game i'd go to bed and it'd be like okay i'll see you when you when you come up And you'd wake up and bob would still be done it's
1: playing. it's a great game and let me tell you something if i was a woman i would absolutely try to have aloy's hair it's fucking spectacular. <laughs> oh the hair is spectacular that's right her hair is be. amazing oh it's, it's glorious. Like, i was talking about this last night it's like how, between all the time Aloy spends killing five billion machines, does she get the time to clean her hair and make it look this good? I need answers. Some
3: people are just lucky.
1: <laughs> her hair is self-cleansing.
0: <laughs> Maybe, you know, because they had to regenerate the species, they made a couple little genetic tweaks.
1: Yeah. Her hair doesn't get oily. <laughs>
0: It's just perfect air. Dirt
1: just bounces off of it.
0: but <laughs> It's perfect. But, you know, it was... I. The end of that game was very interesting. And, you know, you see... Um, Silence. Silence capture Hades. Yeah. And be like, oh, I got more questions for you. Yeah. Um, and you got to wonder what released Hades in the first place. That's uh,
1: definitely the big mystery of the game is... What got into Gaia's subsystems? Gaia's subsystems, and made all these other AIs self-aware.
0: Right. So, I you know I I hope um, I hope two is done equally as well and um, lives up to um, the first game. I I would love if we were in a. You know, we got like a Mass Effect 2 level sequel um, to it, um, which in my mind could perhaps be the best Pinnacle? sequel in video game history.
3: I mean, Super Mario World is technically a sequel,
0: yeah, but it's not the sophomore sequel,
3: still a sequel, though. You didn't say sophomore sequel, yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Would, would
3: Halo 2 be in that discussion for you, Alex?
1: I mean, I played a shitload of Halo 2. I'm trying to think of second games in very popular and, and very well-loved series. I mean, if we're talking about... Okay, so you have to talk about Half-Life 2.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Super Mario... Brothers Two is a great game, even though it's not you know, it's Doki really, Doki, Doki, panic yeah, and, yeah, whatever. It's still a lot of it's fun. It's still though. a great game.
3: I do. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's been a while since I've played that, but it's it's a good one. Mm. I know.
0: Donkey Kong Country Two.
3: Oh, Diddy's Conquest. Yeah, that's that's the, that's superior to the first one as well. <laughs> and the pirates, the music in that those games. Oh. Outstanding.
1: Resident Evil 2?
3: Ooh, yeah, there you go.
1: I'm I'm very shortly going to finally play Resident Evil 1 remake, and then I plan on playing Resident Evil 2 remake.
3: The one remake was really good. Yeah. I really liked it. Still gave me the chills after all these years.
0: What other great sequels? <sighs> um The one that comes... That I'm thinking of, and I just want to make sure it's... uh, Yeah, Mario Kart 64. Is that really only the second one? Yes. I guess so. I'm not a big
3: Mario Kart 64 person, though.
0: You know what?
1: Okay, speaking of that, I forget what the game is called or whatever. It's like a total Korean free-to-play game. But there's some game that's coming to the Xbox One, like, next year, I think. And it is essentially free to play uh asian knockoff mario kart and and i was watching the video and to me it was like hey for free i'll try this out and hopefully it's fun and everything because that is one of those things that xbox is kind of missing like a really kart racer yeah like forza horizon and of course you must say it forza Forza Horizon, that whole series, is definitely arcade but it's got a sim base. And you're still... Like, you can kind of bounce off each other and race like that to a degree. But it's not like, hey, I'm hitting you with the blue shell to screw you out of first place. It's not that or, joy
3: that you get from that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's none of... There's nothing like that. And I can't really think of a racer that's like that. I think I heard that crash team racing game was supposed to be pretty good. There's
0: one other game that I, that I think really fits into as a Mario Kart competitor. Um, and that is Mod Nation Racers, uh, on the PlayStation. Mm. It was by the same company that did little big planet. Oh, um, interesting. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, Think it suffered a little bit from the fact that it was on PlayStation. It didn't really seem to find an audience. But I it was. Was l- it
3: on the original. what PlayStation? PlayStation 3, PlayStation I believe 4. it was PS3. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But when I it think was a lot PlayStation- of fun. I think, like, a kart racer, I think of Nintendo.
0: That's, yeah, that's the problem.
3: I don't think of that for, like, PlayStation.
0: Right. I mean, there's Mario Kart and then Everybody maybe some imitators. Right. Right.
3: But Mario Kart's so good.
0: Yeah, Mario Kart's exact is the perfect representation of that idea.
1: I was thinking about it the other day, and, you know, kind of quietly, Capcom has really had a resurgence here lately. Um, you know, they've been doing the Resident Evil stuff, so, you know, if you think about it, they did, like, Resident Evil 1 remake, they did Resident Evil 7, they did Resident Evil 2 remake they came out with monster hunter world Mm -hmm. which is a great game they just came out with monster hunter world iceborne which is an expansion and i haven't played it but i've been hearing it's almost like a whole new game like that's that's how much content there is nice and you know uh they just came out with devil may cry 5 somewhat recently and that's supposed to be really good and you know they have street fighter 5 on the um ps4 and that's street for more street fighter. So, it's like they've been actually quietly having a really good like 2 to 3 years. Nice.
3: <laughs> so, Rise of Skywalker. No. 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 No? No.
0: No. Watchmen.
3: Oh, we're doing Watchmen first? I thought we were segueing from The Mandalorian into more Star Wars. No. no. Okay, we can watchmen first. No. Alex, did you read the original graphic novel?
1: I did, but it's been
3: uh, like ages.
1: A million years.
3: Okay, did you see the Zack Snyder movie from about ten years ago? Yeah, yeah, but okay. I
1: can't remember that either. Okay, why don't you give me the quick synopsis of what happened in the graphic novel? Oh my, because my memory of it, like, if if did anything not get covered on the show that you would consider critical? Because I remembered the major beats. But I don't remember, like, any little stuff that might have happened.
3: I would say the show did a pretty good job of of covering what you needed to know. Yeah. I mean, you didn't get any of, um, what's, uh, it's not, what's the uh, owl dude's name? Night Owl. Night Owl, there you go. There's not much about him in the show, but he was a major character in the, in the novel, um, he had Rorschach. He's fairly well-covered, though, I feel. Yep. Just they're learning the wrong lessons because that's the world that we live in. But no, I thought everything was fairly well-documented well, well documented and covered.
1: Now, what was the reason specifically that the right-wing white supremacists wore the Rorschach masks?
3: Because Rorschach's thing was he didn't compromise. He was not one for that. It was... Hard measures, and that's why I took it yeah. that they were wearing the Rorschach mask. Uh, one of my favorite moments while watching the show, though, was uh, Bob looked up uh, what was it, the Battle of Tulsa? The Tulsa Massacre. Or the Tulsa Massacre, because he was like, Oh, I didn't realize that was real. And it was like, Yeah, we don't teach that stuff in school. <laughs> How yeah. we uh, just kind of murdered large swaths of black towns.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that's interest not interesting, but just um horrible is that you know the show makes a, a good point to say the the, the mass the Tulsa massacre um but you get the uh certain corner of the internet that's like no it's the Tulsa race riots no no it's <laughs> literally it massacre, friend. a massacre of the black population of Tulsa oh, right, right um this counts as massacre. Yeah,
3: that's a massacre, friends. Um, I really liked that it was a story about white supremacy in the police force, because that's something that's very rampant in the States, and you never hear about that at all. Mm-hmm. Not, at least not in really popular media.
1: Okay, so obviously one, we should say... The last two things we're talking about on the show are Watchmen, and then we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. So spoilers. So this is going to be Spoiler City from here on out. Watchmen's been out
3: for a few weeks, though.
1: Right. I just want to warn anyone, you know, realistically one person. Yeah,
3: right. If you haven't watched it, tune out. Go watch, finish. If you haven't watched Watchmen
1: or Rise of the Skywalker, just turn the fucking show off now. Well, definitely,
0: definitely don't spoil yourself on Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, go in. Go completely watch. Completely fresh. If you don't, I wouldn't give a shit. about <laughs> Skywalker, yeah. but at this point, no. But um, go ahead. We um, given
1: that we've given the requisite warning, though. Yes. So. Anyway, I thought it was a really good season. Something to come back around on, because when I started watching this and I saw who the producer and writer
3: was. Concernicus. Yeah. Now, I haven't
0: Super watched- Super concern. No,
1: okay. I haven't actually watched Lost, because I don't hate myself, but you two did, right?
0: Yes. The first and, couple seasons were really good. But
1: but here's the part I'm going to get to, okay? It was v- It's very clear from everything I've ever heard about Lost that they did not have a plan. They had a start, but they did not have a final. They uh, no.
3: knew what they wanted to do, and then the internet guessed it, and then they were like, oh, fuck, what do, what do we do now? So they tried to do something different. The other problem with Lost was they didn't know when it was going to end, so starting, like, I'd say, like, mid-season three, or was it mid-season two, they felt that they had to, like, start stretching for time. They were like, oh, shit, like, we got to we gotta stall. So, you got some really, like, shithouse episodes in there. And then ABC was like, okay, we'll do six seasons, then you guys can be done. And then they were like, okay, so now we can start writing towards our quote-unquote ending that they had. Which was ultimately, they repainted it a different way, but it was ultimately, they were all in purgatory.
0: Yeah. So, the No, 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 I, it wasn't purgatory, Erica. It was purgatory. They, they explained it. It's it not was, purgatory, purgatory. But it's not. But it was. It was it anyway-
1: God. Anyway, no one gives two shits about that crappy show. (laughs) Anyway, when I saw it was the same writer, I went, "Uh uh-oh. I hope he has a plan this time. We had the same reaction, Alex. What I've learned from doing some reading after I finished the season is there's no plan. That's unfortunate. (laughs) So what he said was, we just finished the first season. As of right now, I have no plans for a second season. Not to say there won't be a second season because, of course, I'm just assuming there will be. Of, yeah. But he said, as of right now, I have no ideas for a second season, which leads me to believe he has no ideas for an ending of the show. And he's just going to do season by season. And I we guess we'll see what happens, which if they keep doing seasons like this, that's fine. Sure. But well, this, how many more seasons of this quality could you, you expect? You run
3: into an issue when you're not writing towards. You look something. at like something like Breaking Bad, where they had they knew how they wanted to end that show, and they knew they didn't want to overstay their welcome. You need to be writing towards something, or else it's just like we're just treading water. What are we doing? This this is useless.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, I felt like the way this season ended. Th- that could be a perfectly fine series finale. That that's what
1: I thought too. Is to me that was like the ending of a mini series, right? Where you are like, hey, that's it. And if they never come back to it, I am totally fine with I'd that. I'd be fine with it yeah. too. Now they're going to, of, of course, course, they course. Will. because of course this they is will. now like a tentpole tent show for HBO, right? Exactly. But no, that was a good ending, and I don't even think it was supposed to be like I was reading. People were thinking it was ambi- ambiguous,
3: ambiguous,
1: ambiguous. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes words are hard, Bob. Words are hard.
3: Words are hard.
1: Yeah, people were thinking that, and I was like, "In what way?" Like, I didn't
3: read very ambiguous. She's
1: to me. she's Doctor Manhattan now. Yeah. He gave her her his powers. Right. Well,
0: I think I think that's the pro- that's the only problem I have with it is like it's so obvious why be coy about it at all.
1: I think it's kind of like the ending of Inception.
3: I think, though, you could come at the ending of Inception and be, that's a lot more actually ambiguous than the Watchmen ending is. Yeah. The Watchmen ending really kind of laid it all out and it was like, okay, yeah, clearly she has the powers. But the ending of Inception, I feel like that could go either way. Mm hmm Well...
1: And you could also do something with Watchmen if you don't want her to have the powers right away, is... Maybe she steps into the pool and just falls in. Right. But then two weeks later, out of nowhere, the powers pop up. Well, you
3: can video game that shit, too, where it's like she Overtime. has to kind of, like, come into them and, you know. No, there's ways you can go with it. Um, yeah. I, I, The ending, to me, I was just kind of like, okay, I kind of like the lead up to it more. Uh, I talked to you about this a few times. Um, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast before, but the one thing that did bother me a little was it was so clearly following the beats of the original book. And I mean, it's a soft reboot, so it's not surprising, but I got a little...
1: It was way more original than the new Star Wars trilogy.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm not saying... (laughs) Well, we'll get to that. But
0: I think they're, you know, you're right. It does kind of follow the same beats, but... At the same time, I think there is a message in that of, like, you know, just because this is 30 years after, like, we're repeating the same pattern. Nothing really pattern. ends was
3: a big thing from yeah. that first book.
0: Right. So, have they ever gone into why,
1: is there been any sort of explanation in the book of why Dr. Manhattan has all this power, but... And he has knowledge of all these different points in time, but he can't affect them
3: because it's the way he he perceives uh, the, the time. It's just it's it's different. Yeah, it's it's not like it's almost like it's different than Arrival, where though I don't know that she did she affect things in Arrival. Because it's kind of the same way that she it's, sees it's things. It's
0: pretty much... It's very similar. Um, I think
1: in Arrival, she, through the Anglian language, gained the ability to see into the future, but couldn't have any impact on it.
0: Which is basically Dr. Manhattan. Because he To can, a degree, but he he's can, going
1: places to set things in motion.
0: Um, He is but he's doing it because he
3: sees that that's just the way that it's supposed to happen
0: right i mean let's face it he he knows that he's going to be captured and he lets it happen you know if he he, exactly if he if he could if he and and i mean we should point out like this is timey-wimey bullshit and this is one of the problems with with any time travel. You
1: have to accept it as it's presented.
0: Yeah. It's, it's and does it follow
3: the rules that it sets out? For right. the most part, yes, it does. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: because that's the thing is, okay, so he sees the whole thing happen, like, outside their home when he gets teleported, zapped and teleported or whatever, in mm-hmm. the cage. We're talking about the last episode. And but he's like in the moment they kill all the people and she thinks she shoots the person who's on the um the gun mm. but and he's even like he stands there for like 10 seconds and she's like oh see you know we we fixed it or and he's like nah actually we're still fucked and then he gets zapped it's like you could have moved
3: i think that's the it's, it's whole like, point of the character though is it's like he could do things to like affect change and like make things better but he's so aloof and yeah. that like godlike quality that he's like well and that was in, doesn't in, care to
1: do so and that was will reeves at the end was like you know he was a great man but he could have done more now
0: i think one of the interesting things will be will does
1: she do more
0: well does she do more does she ex- will she experience time the same way that dr manhattan did or would that be unique to him because that that is largely what, fucked, what changed Dr. Manhattan more than anything is you know being in all places in time at the same time.
3: Well, and is she going to just completely become him or is she going to be some like amalgam of herself and him? Right you know because it's like and
1: she- Will Reeves, whose memories are still inside her
3: Right I really liked what they did with hooded Justice. I thought that was yeah. that was a great episode and a very interesting way of reframing that that character from the books, mm-hmm. and that's part of what I liked about the show is it did take stuff from the book and be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna twist this on its head a little bit. And that's
1: why I mean, it's been so long, I can't even remember like w- who was Hooded Justice in the book. I don't even remember him being like a major character. He wasn't.
3: He was one of the uh, original Minutemen. Yep from like the 40s. So he was only really in a couple flashbacks. He wasn't a major character. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so Jeremy Irons, he killed it.
3: He's he's a joy. Could we just say that? That was one of the major reasons that I wanted to watch the show because it was like, oh, Jeremy Irons is going to be Adrian Veidt, Ozymandias. And I was like, okay, you've got me now. Now I'm there, definitely watching. There
0: is, um, uh, on my walk home, I walk past the Hyatt um one of the Hyatt hotels in downtown Chicago. And the doorman at that hotel looks just like uh, Jeremy Irons. Maybe it is him. <laughs> He's researching for a role. And he dresses really snappy. So if he ever hears this, no. I, yeah, that that I, guy, I, he listens I, to I, our I appreciate I appreciate how well-dressed you are. Um, yeah, he was great. Um, I did know one person at least, um, who who did figure out that he was in the statue I thought Fairly they well were yeah
1: I thought they were strongly alluding to that though because I forget if it was like episode six maybe where they go right from him at his home it's a, it's a cut straight right to, the to a cut to the statue so they were trying to make you believe yeah. he was in that statue it was't a hard figure out. and also once you saw Once you saw what he looked like the last time he saw Dr. Manhattan compared to what he looks like now, compared to what he looks like in the statue, because in the statue it was old him, and she even brings him up, it's like, why did you make him old?
2: Right. You know, so
1: once you kind of... I thought it was was very clear before they show him being turned into the statue that he was in the statue.
0: Yeah, I think for me it was one of those things where... um you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but the second someone said it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's obviously what it is.
1: And also when she says, like, she's like, oh, my father will be here soon. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> Who else could your father possibly be but Adrian Vite?
3: Right, because we all know it's going to be somebody of substance.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, what?
1: Was it ever explained... What was the meteor that hit the house? Was that him, hit outside that house on its on its property? Remember when she goes to the house and she offers the baby, baby. she gives them the baby for the land.
3: I would assume so, right? Was that That him? That must have been the, because I don't remember them ever explicitly saying that's what it was.
2: Yeah,
1: because they never explained like
2: they didn't what that
1: was, and she knew like down to the moment when that thing was going to arrive.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that I, would I'm make the I'm assuming sense.
1: that's what it was. It yeah. was probably why
3: she wanted the ground so she could build around that. Yeah, probably.
0: Well, and what was... Do we know what the timing of, of that scene was in the timeline?
1: No, because they were being wacky with that as well, because clearly everything with Adrian at the house on Europa was in the past. Yeah. That was because right. they were talking about like doing a hundred day or a hundred or one year trial. I mean, of him and all that by the servants.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So I'm just trying. I'm trying to piece it together. I think that must have been his ship crashing there. Yeah,
3: I think you're right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of a dick move to put him on the spot like that.
3: I mean she it.
1: gave him five million bucks. I, I don't mean, know how much that land's worth, but hey, gave him million, a kid bro. and five million. Sure,
0: let's do this. Good. <laughs> uh mm. I the um the pills, I can't remember what they were called. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. That that was kind of a cool concept. Um, just overall. Um
3: Well it was a good device to be like we need to show you this dude's history. Oh, it's a good storytelling
0: device and just as a sci fi concept. You know, yeah. I th- you know. It's kind. of, Oh wait, you know, you could put these in a pill and relive them. Well, and we neat. need
3: some more like sci-fi weirdness on TV. We, yeah. Side note: We need to watch the Expanse.
0: Yes. Here's and another. And burn through our data cap. Yeah. Here's another thought. More ways than one.
1: How did Lady True know who that Cal was? Doctor Manhattan. Is it because? will reeves was told by dr manhattan and so therefore he told her and put the whole thing in motion i believe so i'm trying to think was there another way she found out or was that it
0: that must i think that was it
3: i think that was it as well yeah because yeah i mean unless or was she did she do some analyzing of like the shit on mars and realizing he wasn't there and
0: I I got I have to imagine that uh, everything she knows about Dr. Manhattan came from Will Reeves. And she may... I'm sure she probably did some following up. But, you know, she... So she becomes... She's the world's first trillionaire or some bullshit, right? Um, and all of her success... That let's face it a lot of that had to come from knowledge of the future provided by Will Reeves a
3: Biff Tannen sort of uh, situation
0: right I mean like to go from having begging Adrian for money and him telling you to go fuck off um to being a trillionaire you know and telling him to fuck off yeah I mean that was a great scene
3: oh yeah it definitely was
0: yeah um uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I just assume Will Reeves told her a lot in exchange for keeping him healthy, you know.
3: Right. Uh, like, I do. I just love the whole concept of, and it had being shown this way, that here's this really kindly, like, police officer, you know, he's great friends with a black lady, and it's like, no, he's actually a Titanic piece of shit, mm-hmm. you know. It was great. Which one? Uh, is it Crawford? What's the actor? Bo Bridges? Is that who it was? Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: But was he a gigantic piece? Of oh shit? yeah,
3: yeah, he was a white supremacist.
1: But no, he was well, part of don't... that Cyclops organization. Was he though? Yeah. Was yeah. it late Was it laid out that he was clearly part of that organization? Because I'm
0: not sure. No, that that was because it was his wife who detailed all the plans. No, his his wife was
1: definitely obviously in on it. But I'm trying to figure out if he was because, you I'm know... I'm sure
3: that he was. Even he
1: in was. the moments where he knows he's fucked, he's saying, like, hey, that wasn't my outfit. That was my grandfather's outfit. Um, well,
0: because the white supremacist is going to sit there and deny it. Well,
3: they're going to be like, this is my heritage. Uh, That's Through the... Right. This is just a point of pride for me. It's heritage, not me hating black people.
1: I was just trying to figure that out because... Um you know when you when you see his interactions with uh Angela, he always is good to her,
3: but to me that's the whole point, right It's like just because it. I've got the one black friend and I'm really friendly with these people, that's kind of my cover, but I'm actually and it, it read really true to life to me, yeah,
0: and I mean how many how many racists are out there that do have like one friend who is of color or a color. co-worker or something. Yeah, that they get along with and they're like, okay, this one is qu- good, but the rest of them are you know, subhumans.
1: I did like some of the lines from that senator. He had some great like um, fucking incel white supremacist lines. Oh, yeah, like. yeah. He's like, it's really hard to be a white man in America. It was
3: great because the second he said that I was like, oh, I can't wait for your <laughs> inevitable horrible death. <laughs> and the show delivered
1: and then what did he call her like right at the end he's like now just sit there and enjoy the show Blackie, or whatever he says some horrible thing yeah (laughs) Yeah.
3: it's like oh oh and then when they open that door and it's just liquid (laughs) then it just pours out it's like sweet little shit bag yeah
1: yeah I I, like the moment he showed up it's like okay you're obviously evil but let's see oh I was like he's
3: clearly a part of the the seventh castle. yeah
1: let's see like how evil (laughs) <laughs> um, Turned
3: out exceptionally. <laughs> God. But no, and just the whole, like, William Reeves trying to, like, work within the system to make things better and then realizing that this isn't going to... There's no way this is going to happen and then having to go outside of the corrupt system to try and change it. And just raging against it well, by himself for so long. So,
0: that, that I mean, that brings up, you know, one of the arguments that people always have as well, you know, if... if if black people would just you know when they get pulled over by the cops that they just cooperate well
3: that's what I like about it so yeah it's like, it's like no that's not no and like if you if you're sitting there
0: and you feel oppressed because you're being oppressed um, and your back's against the wall I mean that's the thing people don't realize like if you get to the point where you realize you really don't have anything to lose of course you're going to do radical things
3: because you feel that's the only way that you're going to affect change
0: right like if you feel like eh, I'm fucked either way What's going to stop you?
3: Oh, well, that's what I like so much about it.
0: Um, and, and, like, if you continue to do that, you know, and to push back, if you continue to try and light people up because they um, they support um, fucking Colin Kaepernick, like, the, you're only making the problem worse when it would just be really easy to sit back and say, okay, I hear what you're saying. Okay.
1: I'm still trying to analyze this this Dred Crawford character, though, because you remember, obviously, the whole reason Will Reeves ends up killing him is because Angela has Dr. Manhattan ask him, how did you know he's a member of the 7th Cavalry? Cyclops. Or Cyclops or whatever. And he doesn't. And he only thinks that now because... He was told that by Doctor Manhattan in the past.
0: Do you connect with Crawford, Alex? Because <laughs> no. you're trying really hard. No, I'm just here to to, to I was try and Alex really was a prove, real big fan of uh, uh, Nash Bridges. Yeah. From back oh, in the that's day. what it is. Hey, it's Nash, a great show. He, he can't Bridges. deal with the fact that he's a raging. Was a great racist. show. I believe Stone
3: Cold was on that a few times. <laughs> it was on. A quality it once or twice. show. <laughs> so, it had a great set. Remember the set, set? Oh from that yeah, show? it was great.
1: No, but I just I'm just trying to like they never made it a thousand percent clear like,
0: but but i mean i think like obviously it, the it, wife ends up being a part isn't of it. it isn't that kind of part of the the social argument though it's like we, we we're at a point where it's so obvious that you know our president is a raging piece of shit racist but because he's never come out and said i hate black people oh he's not a racist you know, we, you have to be able to make that logical jump. It can't all be spelled out for you black and white. Right. And Crawford very clearly is a part of Cyclops. You know, if all your friends are are racist, your wife's you, racist. You might just be a racist. You got a Klan robe hidden behind your, your bust. Like, you're a racist. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out because um,
1: they even have... Remember when... I can't remember his name, but the senator uh he lures in um mirror guy looking glass
3: <laughs> i really liked his character as right, well yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah was he was good. great he was
1: great on the show um he lures in looking glass and then he shows him the video of vite explaining everything that he's done um and he even explains at the time that it was like i took over leadership of the seventh cavalry and you know Crawford is the leadership of the police, and that was to keep the peace. That's the way he framed it. Mm-hmm. And so, now he could have been lying, of course. But, but this it
3: could have been his way of saying, of seeing. Yeah, he we put him in there to keep the peace with the, with these. Animals. Well, because
0: it's it, it, later on, it's even explained that you know that the whole dynamic of the police and the Seventh Cavalry was all made up. Um. To To start a put race the, war. Put the people in, put
1: the police in masks.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see any way in which he wasn't just directly involved. I,
1: I do have to say, was it when Sally was sitting on the couch and the wife is like mashing buttons on the remote and she's like, what are you doing? And she just doing? sits there. It's like, get, get up. up and move. Get up, You're dummy. having something pointed at you. Yeah.
3: But I think it's one of those moments where you're so in like, like, you're like, what the fuck is going? Like, you know, like in the moment you're like, wait, what? And watching it from a third person perspective. I do have
0: to say, I kind of enjoy this world that Alex is building where Crawford is so aloof. As to everything going around He doesn't him.
3: realize his wife is, like, embroiled <laughs> in this, like, horrible, like... There are trap doors built into the house right. and he's just, just like, Oh, honey, what do you haven't done there? Oh, don't worry about don't it. There's some about pipes. It. Some pipes are getting fixed. Don't worry about it. You go to work. Don't worry. I'll have it fixed by the time you get home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um and Nash Bridges was a great show.
1: I just I guess my main point was is that it was definitely made clear that Angela is the one that indirectly got Crawford killed. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of put there like to say maybe he wasn't a bad guy. I thought that's why maybe that was put there.
0: I think I think that I, obviously I think, obviously I it's two, not
1: obviously it's not a good look if you've got the fucking clan robes it, it in your two, closet. I think
0: it serves two purposes. The first is to put doubt in Angela's mind and fuck with her. Yeah. Um but the second um uh, the second thing that it does is it, it it kind of goes to show like how well the this organization through the years has managed to hide itself. Like it took a God's weird time sensing abilities to, to flush them out.
1: Okay. So let me ask you another question when it was Sally, right? That was the FBI's agent. Um, When you first saw her carrying around the brief clay briefcase and it opens up and it's glowing blue what did you think that was going to be?
3: I didn't think it was going to be a giant dildo, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> it's like there's no way that fits inside you. I don't believe it.
3: Not without considerable like <laughs> distress. Okay, and
1: here's the other here's the other question as when it, as it comes to Dr. Manhattan. Did Dr. Manhattan make himself so well-endowed or was he before he was torn to shreds,
3: well, because he fucks, he enjoys fucking. Doctor Manhattan does. Yes, so, clearly. I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made that maybe he adjusted some things. <laughs> I think.
1: I think. It's. I think he adjusted his body for sure. <laughs> Yeah, she yanks out, like, the two-foot-long dildo. It's like- You're like,
0: <laughs> what the and then Jesus. And then she goes and did fucks, s- like, the other FBI agent instead. Did you instead. see HBO actually, like, release the blueprint of the dildo? <laughs> really? Yeah. So someone can make it? Because
3: how do you not? I mean, you <laughs> have It's so to, right? ridiculous. So absurd.
0: Um, I like how did- it's
1: like you need a huge briefcase to carry it right. around in.
0: What did you think of, um, Blake as a character overall?
3: Um, I thought she was pretty solid. She was a good connection between, um, uh, uh, the graphic novel and, and Mm -hmm. this.
1: Well, you definitely tell Dr. Manhattan clearly as a type because her and Angela are very similar.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um... There was something else I was going to ask you. And it kind of went and it just started went somewhere. Away. And then it went away. And I don't, you know, we're just, I'm just trying not to have dead air right now. <laughs> <And Sweet. laughs> Let's talk
1: about Rise of the Skywalker, shall we? Anyway, Watchman. Watchman was, I really enjoyed it. It was great.
0: Yeah. No. I would recommend it for sure. Uh, mm. in, in, in Before we jump into Skywalker, I would also say, um, did you watch chernobyl no um i highly recommend chernobyl hbo really killed it this year with its limited series even if Watchmen doesn't end up being a limited series um that was also an excellent um uh mini series but um hold on before we um jump into skywalker i want to see if we can put her in the bouncer
1: erica would you like to give me your thoughts on rise of the skywalker
3: Certainly. Uh, I will say, Bob and I did kind of incoherently talk about this the other day. Uh, We were delirious with lack of sleep, so I don't know how good that episode of After the Movie is going to be. So we'll we'll expand on some of our thoughts here a little bit. Um, The thing, Alex, that struck me most was... Well, I'll say a few things. How inconsequential The Last Jedi was... It was like it
1: never happened.
3: How, I don't understand how a, a major trilogy from a major studio clearly had no forethought or planning at all. No. And that what Disney clearly wanted to do was just erase episode eight. So it was like, why didn't you just remake it? Because you're Disney and you probably could have done that. Because this should have been at least two movies
1: so why don't we start this off by saying if you had to rate the movie zero to 10 what would you rate it
3: <sighs> this is what's something we were talking about last night I can't I don't know that I hated it
1: it was fine it was it's like f- 6.5 fine
3: I didn't even give it like a five maybe <laughs> just because I think there was stuff in there that that was interesting but nothing. Everything was so rushed, and, like, we were just pulling shit out of our ass. Nothing had a chance to breathe. It was just...
0: I felt like the first half of the movie was, like, okay. Um, Bad to okay. The second half of the movie I thought was good. Not great, but good. Um, But it... it, I think coming out of it, and the more I think about it, because... I mean, I went to see it on Saturday. It's now Tuesday. The more I've thought about it over the last couple of days is, like, it's just disappointing. Um, because when you see, like, even with The Last Jedi and some of the concepts that were in there, regardless of your thought of what you think of The Last Jedi as a movie, um, there's so there was a lot here that I feel like if they had spent an extra year Before Force Awakens, to really plot everything out and plan it, they could have made a great uh, follow-up trilogy. Because
3: I still maintain The Force Awakens is is a good movie. I really enjoyed The Force Awakens. Yeah. I haven't gone back and watched The Last Jedi. I feel like we have to. I wanted to before we saw it, but just didn't get a chance to. I genuinely, it is... I'm going to keep harping on this, because I'd say it like 15 times in our After the Movie podcast about it. I don't understand how they didn't have at least an outline of stuff that they wanted to have happen in each of these movies. Like, it's shocking to me that they just were like, Ryan Johnson, yeah, go ahead and make the sequel, and nothing from the first one matters at all, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, how are you not even, like, introducing the basic idea of, of Palpatine being back here in that...
0: And then he's just back to start first the
3: first movie, like, Right. just back, and it's, and it's like, just
0: an accepted fact. Okay. A broadcast went out across the galaxy.
3: <laughs> it's just that should have been alluded to in that first movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I thought for me the movie was
1: like a six. It was fine. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was, which is, you know, it's whatever. It's there. But
0: Wait, uh, uh, it, it's, something that's really telling, at the end of this movie... Even with how stupid people are today, not a single person clapped.
1: Like
3: I had some applause. Three in my people
1: tried to clap in my theater, and it just died out.
3: It was funny because I went and saw it with my buddy Sass last night, and you um, we were talking on the way to the theater how clapping in the movie theater after a movie is over is the dumbest thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. So we did get after because she looked at me after the movie because there were a few things right at the end where I was just like had my, my head in my hands like what do we even fuck I'm doing the line the line because I immediately thought of you and i had my head in my hands just like what what the fuck guys uh she was like oh you don't want to you don't want to join the applause erica we can get like but a slow what, clap going
1: but once the title was rise of the skywalker it's like clearly it's something Rey. like that who's gonna, it gonna be yeah it's gonna be ray and i don't even know exactly what i said but i think i just said at the end of the movie she's gonna say her name is skywalker yeah that's I what you, basically what you said it's like whatever but that doesn't even it, that's whatever
3: it's but, it's small in the in regards it's to like everything the fam- else. The
1: family continues on, right?
3: Right.
0: Well, so Even though- there there's this there's this thing in the extended universe that Skywalkers are not actually a family. Skywalkers are um, people of inherent Force ability, mm. um, and and that's why Anakin was born of the Force, right? Um. And so there's like, there's some interesting stuff you could have done with that. You could have, you could have built it up that, yeah, she's descended from Palpatine, but maybe Palpatine was a Skywalker at some point too. Um, Because it, you know, because you go back to the, uh, through the whole thing and there was always the chosen one prophecy and, you know, we, we've talked about how in one of the Interesting concepts from Last Jedi was that Ray was actually no one, and that, that's kind of a cool storyline. I, I maintain that that doesn't jive with the rest of the franchise. Um,
3: but if it didn't, then that movie should, none of the concepts in that movie should have been allowed to exist.
0: Right. So Who that, was overseeing this that, trilogy? That didn't make any sense. So it's like there's stuff here that could have made her saying, I'm, my name's Ray Skywalker. Um, make more sense and continuity if in but you needed time for that to breathe you needed to not have the last jedi and you needed that plan for this
3: it's just like nothing mattered from movie to movie no it was insanity
1: (laughs) bob the dog just walked up on bob the human and you would have thought Bob the human just reached his hand into a shark cage. It was
0: like, whoa. I did bang my elbow against the wall pretty good. Was that what that noise was? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, Bob the dog. Oh, what? Um,
1: there's. It's like, look, we're probably going to be talking about this for an hour. Yes. But there's a lot of things. So it is funny that one of the main themes about the last Jedi was that a hero could come from anywhere Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be one of the main bloodlines. This
3: movie was like,
1: Nope. This movie was like, (laughs) you're a fucking Palpatine. That's why you're so powerful. The
3: end. end Remember
1: when I said, remember when I said your parents were no one? Well, I didn't technically lie. I just left out some very pertinent information.
3: Right. I just didn't tell you who your grandparents were. (laughs) I think the funniest thing... Sass who pointed this out first to me... Was that... Apparently Palpatine fucks. All over the place. Yeah.
1: Well... If you need someone to sap power from...
3: <laughs> it's just like... What the shit is. And Palpatine is always a joy. The actor who plays him is clearly having a blast. It, it's... I just, to me...
1: Well, you're laying out everything and over-explaining everything anyway. Could there have been any sort of explanation of how Palpatine survived that? Like his original death? No. They didn't even try. No. I mean, it was literally just like, yeah, he's decrepit and he's near death now, but he's still alive would somehow. You, would
0: you like some fan theories? Sure.
3: Lay it out first, Bob. Because we did watch, we have we since did. watched the uh, the red letter media. red letter media review see, of the movie.
0: See, Alex, for after the after the movie, we actually care about our integrity. So, before after the movie, we did not watch any. When you start reviews. when you
1: start sentences with lies, it's hard to take the rest of the sentence <laughs> seriously. But sure, continue. Um.
0: So so they brought up. Believe me. Uh, the guys at Red Letter Media brought up that, um. You know, in the expanded universe, clones are a big part of the Emperor. Um, and I think he even mentions in this, in Rise of Skywalker, that, um, you know, he's died many times or something like that. So there's a theory that the Emperor who died... He's transferring his soul into different bodies. Well, there's maybe something like that, or that the Emperor that was on the Death Star was a clone. And, like, there's a central... Palpatine, who's the one on Exegol, um, a
3: central uh, Glados hub, if you will,
0: right? And that he sends his clones out. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, I know there's things you just have to accept, and one of the them, one of explain. them is that one of them is that he built about five trillion star destroyers. Yeah. yeah, like where did you get the where did you get the
3: well? And here's the problem, Alex, or
1: whatever to do this, because
3: it's like if you were enjoying yourself with the movie. You you wouldn't have been asking that question.
1: I, I, I pretty much let that one go. When, like, the fleet of five billion Star Destroyers just appeared in the sky, it was like, okay, I don't, you know, it's like, I know this is BS, but whatever. Like, look, I get the technology advances, okay, but how long did it take them to build the two Death Stars, let alone... The five trillion Star
0: Destroyers then with their planet,
1: with their each yeah. individual planet destroyer weapon. Yeah. oh,
0: well, he miniaturized the Death Star and put it on a Star Destroyer. I mean,
1: Palpatine is arguably the greatest mind to ever exist. <sighs> and the strongest force user.
0: Well, and, and so this is something we talked about a little bit on the podcast last night was, you know, this, you went from... Like, through the original trilogy, you know, a pretty modest, well, relatively speaking, modest force power abilities. You know, you can move rocks, you can line up your lightsaber with blaster bolts. Um, To this one, being able to heal people, bring them back from the dead, and, um, you know, to shoot force lightning up into the sky and disable an entire fleet. Like... It, it was just a complete, like, you went from zero to six billion <laughs> and like well, in one movie.
1: That was the other thing, okay? So they've laid this out now. I was trying to think about this. There's no one that's even close to the power level of Palpatine. I mean, it's, like, ridiculous, <laughs> the thing. power that was on display. I mean, and if you're this powerful... Why are you even playing around? Just go around, just zap everybody. Just insta-kill everybody. Hubris,
3: my friend, hubris. I- I'll save my actual, my true form for somebody deserving of seeing mm.
1: it. A true adversary, yeah. if you
3: will. Exactly.
1: And okay, okay, so that's another thing I was thinking about. If Palpatine is clearly the strongest force user that we've ever seen in the movies, and no one's even close, really, who's number two? Is it Anakin slash Vader? I don't
0: know. Is it? Is it or is it Yoda? It's probably Yoda. It was supposed to be Luke, um, but they fucked that up pretty bad. Um, I don't know. It's a tough. It's 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 hard to say because of how they, uh, the stupidity in which they to put things on screen. I think if, if you're going through and, and part of, I think part of the reason I'm having trouble, like coming up with an answer for this is because I have, um, read some of the extended universe stuff and that can't, I can't help but let that seep into my brain. If I'm thinking of just the movies, um, you know, I would say Yoda was the only one who could kind of stand toe to -to toe with the emperor. Um, and even he lost. So you no one else has really ever you know, Vader killed the Emperor basically by taking him by surprise from behind.
3: But he didn't kill him. But he didn't kill him. But he didn't kill him. Or
0: maybe he killed the clone.
3: But he still didn't kill the emperor. But not the emperor.
0: Okay. Yeah. But is it the same Emperor for Mortal Kombat? Is that a crossover?
1: I did like I did like the, re- the complete retcon of Snoke just being an emperor pawn who he was just like controlling the whole time. That
3: was just like, there's so many decisions that they made. Or were just like, oh shit, like we let that movie happen and now we have to fix everything. It's like, then why did you let that movie happen? It
1: was like everything, like like um, Kylo destroying the helmet because he just doesn't want to be another Vader to like this the start of this movie is like we're putting that fucking helmet back together back, asshole. We're putting, that and you're gonna have together. realistic
3: battle damage on it we um, saw mass effect 2 we played through as renegade <laughs>
0: that's exactly what it reminded me oh. of the red lines <laughs> yes because um, it always comes back to mass effect indeed
3: well then that final run on the star destroyer or not the yeah the star destroyer when they're uh Running along it, trying to get to that tower, felt like the ending of Mass Effect 1.
1: Okay. Here's another thing I keep forgetting about. The beginning of that movie, when they're doing the the quick jumps on the Millennium Falcon to get from point A to point B to point A to point B mm-hmm. really quick. Yeah. Why wasn't that the Kessel Run in Solo?
0: We haven't seen solo.
3: Do they show you the Kessel Run in Solo? Of yeah. course they do.
1: Yeah. Oh, the no, Kessel just Run in Solo is literally like they fly through. Like <laughs> just they just kinda of just fly so through. So just ruining the mythology. It's like of nothing. It. Yes, we've okay. talked about this before. It's like totally nothing. Like why couldn't the Kessel Run be he did all these crazy ass jumps right in the middle of cities to get where he needed to go? quickly
3: because we've got to destroy everything that you loved about star wars it's like
1: it's like someone came up with a better idea a year and a half later and we're like that's sure. what should we should have done in right. solo
3: okay but well, we'll, we'll keep that we'll keep that what we'll uh that was cool that. did
0: you understand the the reasoning why the millennium falcon shouldn't have been able to do that light speed skipping
3: would not they say something was like should have been broken or was like strained or some shit
1: Was it like the ship is supposed to be too big to do that or something like that? Or it's
3: just an old hunk of junk at this point? Either way, it didn't...
1: It's whatever. (laughs) It's whatever. It was still a cool scene, though.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. There's not to say that there isn't cool stuff in the movie. Just nothing has the opportunity to land. Because we're, like, immediately sprinting off to the next thing. Because they're like, oh, fuck. We have to completely negate the last movie. (laughs) and try and cram two movies into one movie. I so,
0: I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it did remind me of one of the problems that I had with Rogue One. Um at least the first half of Rogue One, do you remember how many cuts yeah. were in that? It was jump from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. It was nothing breathed.
3: No, it was You were all over absurd. the place. He was like, pick something. Because Rogue
0: One's a bad movie.
3: Pick something and just expand upon that. We don't need 50,000 things. One thing. Do the one thing. I also appreciated the no homoing of uh, uh, Poe Dameron. I thought that was funny. Because the actor is so clearly like playing, like, no, we wanted this to happen. No, and well, I appreciate I mean, him going out in interviews and being like, fuck you, Disney.
1: You have to be realistic that that's just not going to happen because of their... Obviously they're want to release the film around the world. Which I
3: agree with. I understand that sentiment, but I still think they should be called out on it. It's not to say that it isn't bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean you know You're a at mega the end corporation. The day, at you have the, at a, the at the end of the day, you gotta remember that Disney is a conservative company.
3: At the you which is fine, but you have the, the the power to affect change and you choose not to. It's like
1: at the end of the movie when they're all celebrating and you see the two women kiss in the background. And that it's they like, very obviously that's, like have. Where that's going to get out. cut right oh, yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Sass and
3: I were laughing our asses off at that in the movie theater, too, because it's just like, oh, well, that's gone. Yeah, that's. Like, way to have it in a way that you could just completely get rid of it and not be
0: nothing. lose anything. It's Thanks nothing. for
3: the representation, Disney. Nice job okay well, I, I
0: feel like it would it would just be refreshing if they were just honest about it
3: well that's what bothers me you know, there's all this hemming like, and hawing around it and it's just like just like
0: we want to sell guys, this
3: in china so we can't do this right okay fine i still think it's bullshit but okay fine
1: yeah i uh i did think it was kind of funny when they went to that random planet to get Which the one? memories the memories out of c-3po okay.
3: That was stupid too. And because five they're talking later, we well, just get some back.
1: <laughs> I know. But I just thought it was funny when they go there and there's the woman in the helmet and she's talking. I'm like, I know that voice. Whose voice is that? Because I'm a big fan of the Americans. I'm like, oh, whose yeah. voice is that? And then her, she pulls like the shield up and you can just see her eyes. I'm like, that's fucking Carrie Russell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like.
3: Flying in for that paycheck, man.
1: Jerry <laughs> Russell just shows up out of nowhere. There, former Poe in love interest. There is, he's not gay. He's not gay, Erica. In the fact, he loves beautiful women.
0: <laughs> you know who a great, I know that voice in this movie? Jennifer Hale. When? She's one of the Jedi voices. Oh, is she? Yes, she is. At the end? Yes.
3: Was she? I didn't see her name in the credits. Yes,
0: it was. Okay, okay.
1: Let me talk about that because I thought when they did that whole thing where they had all the voices and I, I assume what you were supposed to believe from that is all these former great force users were showing up to help her. Yes. To power through this. I think it would have been way cooler if it would have been like they all show up as ghosts. Visual. Yeah, to show them like Putting their power through her to be Palpatine—that would have been awesome. Oh, very anime just to, about it, yeah. Right, just to see, like you know, you see like Luke, and you get to see, even though he was a totally shitty character in the prequel, like to get to see Anakin get finally, Qui-Gon like yeah, get get Obi Wan Kenobi in there, yeah, Jett, get, uh, get, Kenobi get you in there. McGregor, yeah, He's get you back and, you and McGregor, yeah, it's like get everyone out there, you know, like.
3: Samuel Jackson will stop by for five right. seconds and his, to be in your movie. And it's
1: like, clearly you got these guys out to deliver some voices. And I understand that's easier than getting them on set. But it's like, it's freaking Disney. You can they can get wherever. these guys on set for one day.
3: Right. Well, like, and it doesn't you can, need to be wherever you are. You, you can, it's all CG anyway. So just,
1: right. You just have to get them somewhere. You just get them in screen. the robes. Yeah. <laughs> in front of a green screen. Stand there and say a line. Exactly. You could do this easily. And exactly. I think I think that would have been a way cooler way to do that. I mean, like it was like neat the way they did it, because it was very clearly like we're funneling all our power into you. But it would have they could have made it way cooler. And if one of those people would have just like magically been Jennifer Hale for some reason, it would have been like, this is
3: fucking did weird. Voice?
0: So this is what I was looking up. Um, she did voices in uh, for Knights of the Old Republic.
3: Because um, she's in fucking everything. Yeah, goddess that she. Um, is. Wasn't she, she
1: like the female lead in Knights of the Old Republic? She wasn't she the female player
0: character? Um, probably. What I I'm trying to see what her actual credit here.
3: Because I know they had the voice actress who Ila played... Sakura. I know that name.
0: Um, and I'm I'm on Wikipedia. The, uh, the
3: blue lady with the two. Go on Wikipedia. I'm on it, Wikipedia. That's the Star Wars Wikipedia. Yeah, she's the blue is it the, Twi'lek. Is that the name of the fucking race? I don't know why I know that. That's sad, Alex. He's just hanging out. She must have been her voice in the uh, one of the shows or something.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. But they
3: had the voice actress who did Ahsoka Tano from um, Clone Wars, which was pretty cool. Yep. but it would have been neat to see like a visual representation of it, Alex. To like, me, to, just yeah, Stan, deliver your line. Put your hand up. Let's do a, a spirit bomb type situation.
1: To it, me, it'd be it's better like, looking
3: than the two lightsabers. It's like
1: poor, you know, uh, Hayden Christensen or whoever who was Anakin. I Hayden can't, Christensen. Yeah, it's like he had to endure those shitty movies.
3: <laughs> he did you let the best the guy... he could with the shit dialogue yeah. and the direction of George Lucas.
1: Could you at least like had him have, let him have like five seconds of being in a badass scene? No. You know, no.
3: We were never allowed to forgive him. <laughs>
1: and and okay, so we'll come back to it and everything. Uh, God knows, there's a million other things to bring up about this movie. But my one of my thoughts, leaving the theater, having seen this whole trilogy now, is why not just let George Lucas make the movies he wanted to make, like. I understand clearly he sold it because he just didn't want to do, like, the full workload. But I'm sure he must have had a basic layout of these movies bouncing around in his mind. He
3: had some ideas, and they basically told him to go fuck himself. Yeah.
1: And my thing is, it's like, this is what you ended up with. Essentially, you have two movies that are just the first and third of this trilogy, is a straight-up retelling of the first and third of the original trilogy. I mean, straight-up, beat-for-beat, no difference. (laughs) It's the same thing with different characters. And it's like, if you were going to do that anyway, and this is going to be the result, and people are very, you know, ambivalent about the whole thing, it's kind of whatever, why not just let George Lucas make his wacky-ass movie and use his ideas? What's the difference? Like... You're going to make the same amount of money no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: Well, and I think him having not complete control, you can rein him in a little bit, because the problem with those prequels is he had complete creative control over everything, and they're garbage. The prequels are just terrible. Um, I would still watch the new trilogy over the prequels any day of the week.
1: I seem to remember the last movie of the prequels being okay. It's Um, but yeah, and look, I remember, you know, it's like, it's not like these, this new trilogy is the only one that's suffered from very wacky storytelling. I mean, the original trilogy and the first movie, from what I remember, Luke and Leia are like madly in love. Uh, Yeah. Aren't they? Come on. No. And aren't they don't they kiss in that first movie They
3: kiss, but it's not they're not like making out or anything. No, it's I wouldn't say madly in love at all. No.
1: Well, I'm just saying all of a sudden in this movie, they're cutting back to these flashbacks of the two of them training when they're young. And it's like, where did this come from? I think
3: that's supposed to be after Jedi. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Um. But that would make the most sense in the in the timeline of everything. Yeah. It would Law have it. to be
0: after Jedi.
3: Yeah.
1: I did like the scene of So the main point I'm gonna get to with this whole thing is I don't think they should have killed Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo at the end. Because I think you could have done a lot more with that character and that well, actor. Adam
3: Driver is Adam Driver an amazing actor.
1: Adam Driver for sure, was the star of these movies. He
3: hefted stuff on his shoulders, and we're just like, "All right, here we go. Ah, let's yeah, do this."
1: It was so obvious. The fr- I've never gone back and rewatched it, but when you watch the Last Jedi, it's like this movie is trash. But Adam Driver is fucking awesome. He's a great actor,
3: and He's a he, presence is what he is. Yeah,
1: he he has an aura for sure, and he tried. And I thought the whole thing, that battle where there's the waterfalls around her, the the waves hitting them and everything, that whole battle with Ray, and at the end he I don't I guess you're supposed to think that Um Leia kind of pushed the feeling of her death right onto them.
3: I think that's what they were going for. Yeah.
1: Um and she tried to maybe send him one last message of like, Hey, please come back be my son again. Right. Um, and so he gets distracted by that and then she stabs him and then she feels it and then she you know that Leia just died and then she heals him that whole scene was great and then they you know she leaves and he's standing there and he turns around and they pull out Harrison Ford one more time they and, drove and, a dump and, truck full of money
3: <laughs> up to my house I'm not made of stone. I mean,
1: and arguably that was the best scene in the whole movie. Um,
3: I can see see that argument. Sure.
1: It's like, I don't, and I don't think that was supposed to be like Han Solo's another force ghost. I don't think that's what that was. I think it was
3: a conversation in Ben's mind.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. I think it's very clearly like he's hallucinating this or something. Yeah. Um, Or cause he wants to, you know, now he's, I don't know if you're supposed to think that like Ray giving him some of her life force like brought him back around or something, or it was just such a. Oh,
2: I hope that's not that they were going for. I
1: think it was no. I think it was really just supposed to be the combination of like his mother dying and Ray helping him after having killed him
3: and finally kind or of about coming, to he's going back. to die. Right.
1: Um. And he had her beat. By the way, they even like framed that in that fight as he's she's done, and then leia dies and she stabs him right um
3: well i will argue in this in this universe where the last jedi didn't exist and rise of skywalkers two movies that should have been the end of the theoretical second movie
1: yeah it would have been awesome you know
3: have it be like okay ray is flying off we don't know if she's turning to the dark side and we're not sure if ben is turning to the light that would have been a good way to end on a theoretical second movie and then when you go into the third one you can kind of expand on those themes and let stuff breathe a little more.
1: Yeah, and I forget exactly how the whole, like, the word-for-word the conversation played out, but basically he's about to tell Han that either, like, he's about to say, I'm sorry or I love you or something, and Han just goes, I know. And it was like, that was really, like, it was a great scene. It
3: was a good throwback, too. Um, And
1: I... You know, I was fine with the end where he gives up his life to save hers and everything. They had no
3: business kissing.
1: Though the kiss was terrible. But I was fine with everything but that. I just think it's like Adam Driver has been so great in these movies. And I think a very interesting movie, like a standalone movie to do, would be Ben Solo trying to redeem for all the terrible things that he's done. And I, I think that would have been such an interesting if you want to do like standalone movies and they're saying there's gonna be no more trilogies because we're fucking terrible at making them, which at least they've admitted that. <laughs> but um, you know, I think that would have been the standalone movie to do. It was just been like interesting,
3: an, especially with him, because right. it's like he can sell whatever you're you're trying to facilitate, you know? Like he'll he'll get you there.
1: Yeah, and I I. That's the one thing about him being dead. I mean, look, you could always do something where, uh, you know, force ghosts come along and restore life into his body five years later or something right. like that. You know, you could do whatever the hell you want.
3: We've got we've got revivify. We've got resurrection spells. We, we, yeah. We got it. You
0: well, do- also, in this universe now, force ghosts actually can, you know, affect t- things.
1: T- touch real objects. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I yeah, I, but you lightsaber away. So that was the one thing about that is I was just like, oh man, it sucks if this is like going to be the end of Adam driver playing this character, because if anyone deserved a great script, it was this guy. He was fucking trying. I mean, I think, um, who, who plays Ray, uh, Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. She was good too. I enjoyed her. She did great. Adam Driver was on a whole other level from everyone else. Oh, I would definitely
3: agree with that. Oh, especially in that first one, he's he's it's it's he's got such a the, the tortured menace that he had. It's outstanding.
1: Yeah, and I think that was another thing that why to me it was a mistake to put the mask back on him for half of this third movie is you're like handicapping your best actor.
3: Well, and as we've said with The Mandalorian, it's hard to act with a mask on. Mm -hmm. And he did it. He's doing a great job. But you are. You're hamstringing your, your best actor.
1: Um... You know, but yeah, I agree that kiss at the end was terrible. Oh, I was the Alex, they were
3: going in and I'm like, don't, 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 don't fucking do it. Are you serious? Like, what are you doing? Stop it.
1: This guy has done all these heinous acts. He's not redeemed. Like no, if you all. wanted to do this at the end of another movie, then that's one thing.
3: Or a movie where at the end of that second one, he's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Maybe I'm back on the side of good. And he spends some time in the third one trying to right. redeem himself sure you've earned that moment but now i'm just like Ugh.
2: yeah you it know? was
1: that was probably the worst thing Alex, in the whole we're movie. sitting there
3: they're leaning in i'm like are you serious are you really <laughs> you, we're doing this we're doing fuck you
1: it's like fucking poor finn is force sensitive he can this shit dude the guy loves <laughs> you would you stop shitting on poor finn well and
3: the fact that they went nowhere with that too where they're like oh i have something to tell you and then they just don't do anything with that at all it's <laughs> i like- loved
1: jj abrams saying he was trying to tell her that he's force sensitive oh yeah they're drowning in a pit of sand that's what and he's was. the last thing he's going to say before he thinks he's hey, about Ray, to I'm die f-
3: i'm force sensitive just <laughs> wanted you to know <laughs>
1: I'm force sensitive. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Go to hell, <laughs> you dick. Poe knew what was up. That's why I was like, what are we gonna tell her, huh? What was that about? I well, thought, we, like, what 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 the shit, man? I, I thought we had was something that, going. There
1: was that one time we were taking a shower and I saw the way you looked at me, dude. <laughs> Alright? <laughs> if you if you love her like a sister, that's okay. That's but fine. don't tell me that don't, you love her romantically. Don't be
3: leading me on here, man. What the shit? I've been laying like, I've been doing work for I'm, a long ass time.
1: And then, and then the next girl that comes along, you just love her too? What the fuck, dude? First you love Ray, then you love the Asian girl, then you love the black girl. You don't have to sleep with everyone, dude. Can I have someone? <laughs> can
3: I get something, please?
1: <laughs> like, like shit. Okay, yeah, Carrie. Okay, I have Carrie Russell. All right, never mind. You can have him.
3: <laughs> no, but at the end then he was like, eh? and she's like, nah, <laughs> It's like, really? I just, just that was save the funny. universe. It's like, yeah, okay. So I'll give you a handy at least. How do you?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe later. He probably talked her into it um, <laughs> after a
3: couple drinks yeah. at the celebration. That's not.
1: It's not rapey at all.
3: No, not at all. Um, <laughs>
1: so, what do you think about this thing in this movie? Because I don't remember it from the other two of Finn being force sensitive.
3: It's definitely implied... Again, I don't remember a lot from The Last Jedi, but in the first movie, from the beginning, when you meet him, it is implied that there's some... There's something going on there. And the fact that they never really picked that up is very fucking annoying. Because it's like, you look at... uh, uh, When we were driving home last night, Sass brought up uh, Lord of the Rings. And granted, that's based on... Uh, a novel or a trilogy of books that had already been written so they had like a path to follow but anything that was kind of laid out in those movies ultimately had a payoff right and that's what you're supposed to do in a trilogy of movies you set something up in that first one you develop it more in the second one and you have the climax with it in the third one
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think that's the issue is If you look at The Force Awakens as a standalone movie, it's fine. If you look at The Last Jedi, no matter what, it's trash. Um, And if you look at, again, with Rise of the Skywalker as a standalone movie, it's a fine movie. But when it's supposed to be the big payoff of your third Star Wars trilogy. Like Like the end. This is the end of the saga. This is the end of a nine movie buildup. You know, well, and is that it fails completely
0: this and I think you can because you can sit around and you can critics can opine all they want. Um, But there is a very interesting telling point here. And you look at the box office for this movie and yeah, it made a ton of money. Of course, it made a ton of money. This, for the buildup of this, for how beloved this franchise is, for the culmination of everything, this should have been doing endgame money. And it was nowhere near endgame money. Well,
1: and we and you're, you're right. And I wanted to bring that up, too, because this is another point. If you look at The Last Jedi, that is a critically acclaimed movie. Critics really like that movie. But people, your general movie theater going person, most people did not like The Last Jedi outside of critics I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And that affected Star Wars and then Solo being trash hurt Star Wars. And then by the time this movie came out, it's like, you know...
3: I don't really really care that much anymore. I don't give a shit. Right. You're giving me no reason to
1: care. And this movie, if you look at it, this is, you were talking about like um, Sleepy Hollow, where they came in in the second season and they completely, like there was a ton of like clear production interference. You
3: ruined the dynamic.
1: This is a very clear movie where Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams and whoever else sat down and it was like everything that happened in The Last Jedi- People hated that shit. We're rolling it all back; it never fucking happened. And we're gonna craft a new, simple story that's just essentially a carbon
0: copy of. But it's not Return simple. of the Jedi. That's part of the problem.
3: There was a lot of shit going. It, on.
0: And and we harp on this a lot. I know you don't listen to it, but we we talk about this a lot on after the movie.
1: If I mean, I got to be real with you, Bob. If I'm not on it, I just assume it sucks. Yeah, well, I mean that's fair. Okay,
0: but we. You, we we really do almost every movie that we don't like or we have problems with. I would say probably nine out of ten. We it's because it's too complicated. It's too complicated, or it's
3: trying to do too much. Right. Well, and my whole point is, okay, Kathleen Kennedy, where were you for that second one? Was everyone just like staring at the wall? Was everybody just high out of their minds? Was there no oversight?
1: Mm-hmm. I think. I think they liked it. I think when they were, when that movie finished and they did the final cut before it got released, I think they liked it. And I'm sure it was probably testing well to a degree and the critics really liked it. But when you got that out there to the general audience, it just wasn't well received. And I. Well, and
3: there was a lot, there wasn't a lot of connectivity between that one and The Force Awakens. And it's just like if you guys are doing a trilogy. And maybe they weren't worried about the trilogy. Maybe they're just worried about let's establish as much as we can because we're going to want to really expand this universe and make we're going to do a Marvel thing and have three movies in the Star Wars universe a year. It's like you can't do that with this. It's not the same thing.
1: I just think, to me, you know, if you wanted to have Ryan Johnson come in and do all three movies and do his movies and whatever, fine. As long as there was a cohesive vision... And if same thing if you you know JJ Abrams ended up doing two of them he should have just done all three and he should have had a plan and again this is like JJ Abrams is one of those guys he can't seem to write an ending for anything. He's like a pretty solid screenwriter, he's an okay director, but he can't I, seem to come up with anything. I ending have for a suggestion.
0: Anything. Let's just have John Favreau do everything.
1: Well, do you want to let him do another Lion King movie?
0: I didn't see it. But I had we, we but remember. I had seen The Mandalorian. I you know, I think it's just frustrating. Like I, I think about I think about Endgame. And well, obviously
1: I, that was done way better.
0: Well, but here here's here's where I'm going to go with it. The Marvel universe in general I don't really care that much about. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've been along for the ride, but I've never been like emotionally invested. I was never a huge like reader of comics. Um, I've always enjoyed it. But to me, my real emotional investment was always in Star Wars. um, And to a lesser extent, Star Trek. So, you know, what they did with Marvel, like at the end of Endgame, like I felt an emotional connection to what was going on there. Like I, f- like I had a reaction to what Tony did and how that movie ended.
3: I'll also say though that there were the threads of that had been laid exactly all the way. I mean, look at uh, uh, Captain America being able to wield Mohini. I mean, that was alluded to in. Age of Ultron, right? Yeah. Where he's able to kind of like move it a little bit. You know, it's like there's, there's if you're going to do something with connective tissue, you've got to pick up on those little threads. You can't just let that stuff fall to the wayside. Yep. Or else it's, you come away and you're very unsatisfied. And I never thought that I would walk away from a Star Wars movie, especially the end of like the saga, the end of a new trilogy and just be like, I don't give a shit. I really, genuinely don't care. Yeah. Like, I got out of the car with Sass, and I'm like, I might jump on, like, or 3 and just, like, see what, like, other people thought should have happened. Like, if you're satisfied, you don't usually do that.
0: Well, and I think part of the problem is, you know, when, they, when Disney bought Star Wars, they basically fridged all of the extended universe, and they've been, you know, kind of cherry-picking what they want out of it There's a lot of really good stuff in the extended universe because
3: it's like expansive.
0: Oh, it's huge. Um, And to his credit, um, you know, Lucas was always really tight lip uh, tight about what was going to be in the movies, but he was very open about what was going to be written and having that universe expanded um, outside of basically his control. So a lot of creative stuff came out of it. Very, uh, very cool things. And like one of the things I, I would have been great to see in these movies would uh, was grad, Grand ad, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um,
3: it feels like a missed opportunity.
0: Right. Um, and uh, I
3: feel like he might be in one of those animated shows which but, are considered canon. Right. But-,
0: but that would have been great on the, the big, big screen, screen, you know, and part of, you know, moving past Palpatine into something else.
3: But they don't want to. Right. Like, oh, we know we've got to have all the old trappings from... We can't move past anything. Ray has to be somebody. He has to be begot of someone. Well, we,
0: and it does have to be if you're... Well, if you're going to stick with Palpatine, you do need... um, You do need someone who is someone.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember... The pink-haired admiral from the Last Jedi—did she die?
3: Yes. Hobo? Was she the
1: one? Yeah. Did she drive? Dern. Yeah. She, she flew the other ship into the star into the star destroyer. Okay. I was trying to remember if she just got deleted as well. No, she died. Because yeah. the the um Asian woman—I can't remember her character's name. Rose. Rose. Yeah, she got deleted. It was like <laughs> you never.
3: That was especially annoying <laughs> because it's just like. Then why why even have her here? What's the fucking point? You couldn't find anything for her to do?
1: What did you think of the way they put Carrie Fisher into the movie?
3: I was fine with it. I knew they were going to do something.
1: I just... I think it's because obviously everyone knows that they did it. It was so obvious that they were talking around her.
3: It was like that scene in season two of The Sopranos where like the actress who played Tony's mom died. So they had to have like one more scene with her, and it's horrible CG. Like it's really, really bad. It's clearly like her head on someone else's body, mm. and it's and Tony's just talking around her. It's it, it was similar to that, but they weren't gonna not have her in the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, they could have just randomly killed her off too. I mean, <laughs> the way they brought Palpatine back, it's like, oh yeah, he's alive now. Well. No. Do you have any other thoughts? Uh,
0: I think really, I, 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 one of the things I want to, I want to bring up, um, kind of to close this out is, um, I, I harp a lot on people who won't make that call to action to say, don't consume media. That's not worth it. Um, and i would be a hypocrite if i didn't hear you know it's i i would say in the future you know i'm going to be even more hesitant to get invested in um you know new any new movies in the star wars universe um and there's that little bit of it that if we're still doing after the movie we'll probably go see it but you know, even still, like I, we never, we still haven't seen Solo. I have no desire to see it. I like. I don't don't waste your time and money on things that are ultimately disappointing. What what was frustrating with this trilogy is we did like Force Awakens. Um, we we you know I did enjoy that, and I was really hopeful that this this trilogy would at would be much better than it was. Um, you liked Last Jedi at
1: first, too.
3: I think your, we your came away. Yeah.
1: Both of you, you liked it at the beginning, and then the farther away you got
0: from the it, the more it you was think like, about
3: it, it was like, wait, what? Yeah. But we haven't rewatched, which I do think is telling.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if, and I think, you know, I think to kind of to speak to your point, like, if you if you watch The Last Jedi in kind of isolation um, that's very different than once you start trying to connect it to other stuff going on you d- you're you not always doing that in the theater as you're watching it um, yeah. but w- once you have time to sit and reflect on it and that's like why I said earlier about like I think about movies where you know I've come away I, I enjoyed it while I was there and then over time I've Kind of realized it was kind of garbage, but I generally never, I can't even think of an example where it's gone the other way where I didn't like it at first and then I've come to like it later.
1: I'd say there's usually three things that happen to me in a movie theater. One, I either think something is amazing, like I, when I was sitting there watching Inception in the theater, I was like, this movie's fucking great, you know? Um, I some I very rarely think something is really, really bad, because usually if I think something's going to be really, really bad, I just don't see it at all. But the two examples I always give are like Bulletproof Monk and Batman versus Superman. And those were the two that were so bad that I was like, I want to just walk out of the theater. This is so awful. Mm -hmm. But generally, there's a lot of movies for me that fall into the middle where I walk out of there and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine you know and that's how I kind of felt about last jedi when i first walked out i was like whatever it's fine you know and then i started thinking about it more and i was like man that stuff on the casino planet was real bad and then about an hour later you're like hold on this was bad this was a bit this movie
0: sucked <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know hopefully um i i like we said earlier, we did enjoy the Mandalorian. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And I think television is the best way to explore this universe.
3: Well, and let's tell some smaller stories. That's the stuff I'm interested in. I don't care about the big stuff anymore.
0: So
1: here's another question. Do you think was is this the end of the Ray character or is there going to be more movies with Ray?
3: That's what we were asking. um, Yesterday, at the end of our, our chat, and from what I've read, it sounds like most of them are like, yeah, we're good, thanks.
1: Uh, maybe she believes that, but let's be real. A dumb truck full of money. Has one, has Daisy Ridley's career really taken off outside of Star Wars?
3: I would say that she's gotten, she's been in more stuff. Now, taken off. Maybe not, but she has been in other Hollywood stuff, whereas previous, I don't remember her being in anything.
1: Oh, no, well, she definitely wasn't in anything previously, but I guess I'd have to go look at her IMDb, but I can't think of one other thing that I've seen her in outside of Star Wars. Now, maybe she's just doing things that I'm not into, of course, but that's kind of like her big Mm moneymaker, and to me... If they come to her and they're like, hey, we want to do, you know, if they're saying they're going to do standalone movies now. If they say, hey, we want to do a movie of the adventures of you and Finn, whatever, doing whatever, you know. And here's...
3: being best pals. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Certainly not in love. (laughs) Certainly not in love. Anyway, if they do that... You know, and they say, hey, here's $20 million to do that movie or
0: whatever. She's not going to say She's no. not going
1: to say Yeah. I can't imagine she has so much money to say no to a large payday.
0: Well, and the other thing is it is it is Disney. Uh, they probably have her contractually locked up well, in some Disney way, shape, or
3: form. Well, and Disney owns a very large portion of the film-going space. So, yeah. oh, well, you want to maybe have access to some other roles, we need you in our big tentpole Star Wars movie. And then we can talk about that other stuff.
0: Yeah. If they want, if Disney wants her back, they'll get her back. She's not, she doesn't have the Hollywood cloud to turn it down. Um, but I, I, who, who knows what they're going to do? Like, I really would, I would be fascinated just in a, like in a management study to be at Disney and hearing what, how they're uh, talking about it. Um, Because they've got a mess on their hands. They've invested a enormous amount of money into Star Wars. I mean, they one they spent just right off the bat, just four billion dollars to George Lucas. Yeah, but they'll make
1: that that money is irrelevant. They'll make that back. That's not that's like a future investment. They're going to make that back tenfold.
0: They're going to make the money back, but I don't think they're making it back nearly as quickly as. You think because you got to remember they're also you know they're spending a they spent a ton of money to create new Star Wars parks, that's a big capital investment, And and the movies weren't cheap to
3: make either. The
0: movies aren't cheap to make, and just the marketing. I mean, they're don't don't get me wrong. I'm not hurting for Disney, no, but at all. But um, the the amount of money they've invested versus what's coming back in is probably got Disney thinking, oh shit. Because that, you know, and that that income flow, you know, that affects everything. I, I was recently looking at a list of all the things that Disney owns and it is sickening.
3: Upsetting. Yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, so if you have, if their their income from Star Wars is not meeting what they expected, you know, there's other parts of the business that will, you know, inevitably suffer for that. Um. And it's so they're sitting, and you need, and this is the thing I don't understand about their Avatar Land shit. Um, they They did do that, didn't they? Yes, they did. Um, you need, you know, if you want a Star Wars park to be viable, people need to remain fans of it for a long time.
1: Well, and you need to be able to create new content within those parks to draw people to come back.
0: Right. So if you sour people on the franchise, you got a big problem. Well,
3: you will always have your certain hardcore fanboys. You know? Like, there's always going to be that core base, but you need to grow the core base. And in making movies like they have been, you're just alienating people.
1: Well, and I think that's that's a point, too, is one of the problems with The Last Jedi and kind of the characterization of Luke Skywalker within that movie was you alienated your core fan base and when it comes to really anything whether it be movies or video games or comic books or TV shows or whatever your core your hardcore base those are the people that get the word out you know and tell people hey this is fucking awesome you know and you got to check it out Mm -hmm. and when you um when you have a movie like the last Jedi that pisses off your core fan base that's what kind of I think starts to create that sour mood around mm-hmm. everything related to the franchise
0: well I mean think about it uh, in terms of wrestling you know w how much has WWE soured their audience um, you got the core you got the hardcore f- fan base but you know they're not Why did the the audience diminish? Because the hardcore fans aren't pulling their friends in.
3: Like we used to.
0: Right. You know, and even... Yeah, you're going to have that base income, and it's mind-boggling that that many people still watch Raw. Um, But, you you know, Disney certainly does not want to get caught in something like that. So, they put a lot of eggs in the Star Wars basket, and they're, they're it, it's one of those things like it's crazy to say but they are playing with a fair amount of risk right now
1: mm-hmm. well it's interesting because i apparently i think ryan johnson is getting to do more star wars stuff um yeah isn't he doing like isn't he supposedly have some trilogy in plans or something yeah um that he's writing scripts for i don't know but and then, you know, obviously they had the Game of Thrones idiots on there, and they told them... Get the, the fuck bricks. out. Screw yeah. right. um, Which, at least they had the smarts enough to look at how Game of Thrones went and go, we can't let you guys create anything. I mean, at least someone had that clue. I don't know if it was Kathleen Kennedy or someone who reports to her, but... Someone had the at least enough knowledge to say, like, no, we got to yeah. get these guys out of here.
0: Uh, also, I do think it's interesting. I did read something, um, and uh, I, I am going to put the disclaimer on here that um, I didn't think to verify this before we started talking. But I did hear rumor that Kathleen Kennedy's role has actually been um, downgraded, hmm. Um in the wake of what's been going on in the star Wars universe and that she's got, um, what's the guy, uh, Feige. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Feige.
3: Yeah. I think he's got over. Mr. Marvel.
0: Mr. Marvel. I think they've given him a role of oversight in the star Wars universe now.
1: Well, you know, and if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised then that, um, rise of the Skywalker kind of uh, just ended up being like an average movie. Cause that's what, a lot of the Marvel stuff is, is they're just a lot of okay movies. They don't offend anyone. Mm -hmm. They're not that bad. They're not that good. They're just there. Yeah. You know, and that's, what's making money. So you can't really argue with the results.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do think they're like, I think as people who are fans of film, it's frustrating when you get just okay movies, but those, those movies do have a role. And and they're, and
1: they're also kind of like the only things that anyone goes to see, right? Like it's the only thing I go to see,
0: right? I mean, if you want, you want, you know, more um, edgy stuff or stuff that's more psychological.
3: People don't realize we're in the we're in the central time zone, right?
0: Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, when when you want stuff like that, you got you do have to look for smaller budget stuff um and and think uh if you go back in just the last few years like arrival that was a fantastic movie um that did pretty poorly um did it yeah it didn't do great i i think there Those was
1: damn female leads erica was there, was, there was fuck oh, there was some a a, that was a great
0: the, movie. there were some weird distribution issues with that one was there evidently oh. yeah um, and I think that part of that was part of, that's why it didn't fare so well. well and
3: then you had Annihilation. That was fucking rad.
0: I, uh, oh wait, no, no, no.
3: I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah.
0: Annihilation was the one that had the,
3: the issues. Yeah. yeah. And was in the theaters for like a week and yeah. impossible to find. <laughs>
0: Arrival Dude. actually did pretty good. If um, well, Arrival
1: was, oh, yeah. this is, or, or, I'm not even going to spoiler alert this because it's so far beyond release now. But when you're watching Arrival, and I don't know when it happens, but maybe it's, like, three quarters of the way through or something, when you realize, like, she knows that her daughter, who isn't even born yet, is going to die. And it was just, like, you're sitting there, and it's, like, oh, this is fucking soul crushing. I had read Like, before the they God. actually flat out told you, you were like, oh, in the no. movie, I was sitting there, and I'm, like,
3: oh, no. See, I had read the uh, short story, so I knew from the beginning. So those shots with, uh, yeah, I was like, like sobbing for yeah. Most of I that
1: didn't. Movie. I didn't know. But That's
3: one that I absolutely love. But considering that we we have a kid now, I don't know that I could ever go back and watch. <laughs> Cause just be like, oh thank god.
1: <laughs> um And Amy Adams is another actress. She deserves so much better than she what does. she gets. She like, definitely
3: does. God. She's gonna get an Oscar in like fifth. It's gonna be the career. When she's Oscar. like
1: sixty-five. Like,
3: we're sorry. We should have given this to you several thousand times over by now. But it, it'll be the Martin Scorsese Oscar for uh The Departed, where it's just like, we're sorry. This should. This is a long time coming. <laughs> we
1: should have given this to you for oh, good fellas you know, twenty years ago. We we apologize.
3: Ago.
0: Hey, Alex, i got to ask you a question. What are your thoughts on Goodfellas?
1: I, I mean, it's a great movie. I haven't seen it in forever, so I can't really remember anything about it.
3: Bob only saw it for the first time on Christmas. And he's did he be, He's being he a dick it. about it. No, he's being a dick about it, because hey, that's it's fine. what Bob does.
1: Mm.
0: I, I, I'm not Italian at all, so it's like...
1: What does it have to do with being Italian? I mean, no,
0: this good. is a thing. You Italian you people, you you love your gangster shit.
1: Did you like the Godfather?
3: I don't know why you have to resort to ugly stereotypes, Bob. But you know That's very cruel.
1: Hey, hey, look. Stereotypes
0: all, exist for a reason. All
1: I'll say is is that when the Italian mob was in control of the political process, were things not going much better?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I, just saying. I, I
3: just would the Italian it mob okay. have
1: elected Donald Trump? He certainly would have been, wouldn't have gotten to say all the dumb shit in public.
3: Hey, Alex, what's your best movie of the decade?
1: Of the decade, I God, I. We're have coming to see, up on the close. I'd have to see the list of what came out. Um,
3: <laughs> I only ask because. Uh, could you
1: give me like your top three?
3: Top three? Um, I I know my best is probably uh, Mad Max Fury Road, for me. That's one that, despite, you know, everything else that has come out, that's a movie that's stuck with me since I've seen it.
1: Bob, do you have anything to add to this? Because I can't. I'm drawing blanks. I don't even know.
3: Well, uh, you mentioned Inception. I just don't remember when Inception came out. Was did that 2009? Inception come out
1: this decade? I don't think it did. Th-
3: it came out between Batmans, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it was in Ooh, the aughts.
1: When did The Dark Knight come out?
3: Dark Knight was like 2006. Really? Let's see. Wiki, The Dark. There we go. Oh, 2008. Excuse me. Hmm. But... But
1: was not Inception between The Dark Knight and The I Dark Knight it, Rises? Actually,
3: Inception was 2010. So technically so this decade, the there you that go.
1: That counts. Mm, that's probably up there then. You've got to
3: throw that in the team photo for sure.
1: Yeah, I loved Inception. That's uh, that's Inception to me is like a near flawless movie. Like if you don't like Inception, you probably <laughs> just don't like that genre of movie. Well, <laughs> the one yes. thing
3: that infuriated me about Inception was like, I, I was like telling people I was going to see it and they're like, make sure you really pay attention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was like, it's one... Not-
3: one, when I go to a movie, I tend to pay attention. I do
1: tend to watch it. You
3: know? And then two... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right, stop it.
1: Um. Yeah, I can't... I'd have to see, like, a list of things that came out this decade, but...
3: I know you don't really care for it, but I'm throwing Pacific Rim out there. That movie brings me endless joy. I love
1: the music, but outside of that, it's whatever. I love that movie. It's like... To me, to me, Pacific Rim is like if someone made a really shitty Evangelion and adaptation. Fine,
3: that that movie sparks great joy with me. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What else we really like, genuinely loved. Um.
0: Yeah, I. There's a lot. I, I think there's there's been a number of like movies that we've really enjoyed. But haven't
3: necessarily like stuck with us, right? Like if we have an off evening and there's nothing going on, we'll throw on uh, uh, Mad Max: Fury Road, or we'll throw on Pacific Rim, or I mean, those are class uh, classics for us that we just always go back to.
0: Yeah. Other than that, I mean, there's there's been a lot of. Um uh, a great movie from the last few years is uh get
3: out get out was good
0: that was a really good movie um so it was us us was good it wasn't get- as
3: good as get out but it was still really good um
0: yeah other than that i mean i think about everything like i try to think of like what are the things that i said oh i need to have on 4k and the the reality is a lot of it's, it's older stuff. Older stuff. Uh Kongskull Island we really like.
3: I dug the hell out of Kong Skull Island. I know that's not necessarily something the general populace agrees with, but we also really enjoyed Shin Godzilla.
0: Oh, that was great. Uh Grand Budapest Hotel.
3: Grand Budapest Hotel is good. Um you know,
0: so there's stuff out there. I don't there's not a lot in the twenty tens that stands out as like iconic movies though in my mind and you know i mean it, it, that's probably one of those things we really need to get into the roaring 20s um Stop. to uh, well you'd have to, to kind of go back what,
3: and look at everything and kind of be like okay because there was so much that came out that it's just like all right it's impossible like you put somebody on the spot like we just did with poor alex here and i always like looking through his phone at a list of the movies that came out to, like, you know, figure out what your favorites were.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, look I enjoyed Mad Max, but I think you overhype it a little bit, you know? I mean, it's it's good.
3: Well, and here's the thing. I think part of that movie, why it's so good to me, is it's very simple, um, and I love the fucking practical effects.
1: Oh, I mean, look, it's like for if you're talking about it's like once again if for that genre of movie if you don't like that movie then you just don't like that genre exactly you know (laughs) like you just don't like action movies like that's it
3: Uh, dead air is fun we love dead air well and you go back and it's just like wow there's all this shit that i didn't see oh black swan was in this decade that movie was fucking awesome i enjoyed the hell out of that Ooh, snowpiercer was good did you see snowpiercer
1: yeah i thought it was okay Uh, was dread this decade
3: dread was this decade Ooh, dread's fucking great
1: yeah There's another guy who never gets his just due is Carl Urban. He he
3: works, and he works a lot, but he doesn't get the due that he's deserved. Yeah. But that's that's just a straight, like, badass action movie. Like, right where you want to be. Real simple, real stripped down, very violent, and just right there. And Lena Headey being, like, an amazing villain.
0: Ex Machina.
3: I don't think I've seen that yet. You have not.
0: John Wick.
3: Oh, how have we not talked about John Wick?
0: John fucking Wick. Oh, so good.
3: That was one we saw the trailers for, and we were just like, and then Kevin Nash showed up. Didn't we
0: see the trailer for Mad Max when we went to go see?
3: No, we saw the trailer for Mad Max when we went to see Furious 7. Oh, that's tra- <laughs> Because Mad Max was not on our radar, and then we saw the trailer, and I was like, we're going to see that the instant which, it comes out. Which
1: Fast and the Furious was it when Jason Statham and The Rock broke out of prison? That's
3: eight, isn't Cause, cause that's, Is it? Because that's, that's no. easily
1: like a top ten scene of the decade.
3: Oh, my God. When they're firing the rubber bullets. Arguably. Know, we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but when they're firing the rubber bullets at The Rock, and he's like was flexing them off as if he were the hulk it's like shut up this is ridiculous i want to say that was the eighth one seven was the last one with paul walker yeah all right sicario was good i don't know if you either either you saw sicario but i enjoyed I that not. Okay, that was in 2007, friends. That's not this decade. I know. Though There Will Be Blood was an amazing movie. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, the 10 best movie scenes of the 2010s. I don't think ours is going to be on there, Alex. Fuck them. I'm curious what The Atlantic has. The wow. social network, the breakup from the social network. You saw that, right? In I September still I movie. still
1: need to watch the social network.
3: Me too, I never saw it. I think I have it downstairs. You definitely do. The audition from Inside Will Davis. I don't know why I
1: bought it. You ready right to end this oh, episode?
3: Streets. Yeah.
1: Okay. Interstellar. Well, you know, well well Erica goes on. No, you guys go ahead. Um, I'm just
3: I'm just looking. You're fine. I'll stop talking.
1: <laughs> no, you could keep talking, I don't care. It actually was kind of adding to it. Anyway. Me um, muttering in the background. Yeah. Well you know thanks for being here in your own home with the sweet Santa I love that <laughs> I love that Santa if he just disappears one day it's not because you put him away it's because I stole him anyway hug me hold me tight